One must have got pinged. I mean, Diana couldn't even fucking drive to France without dying. These guys are in a war-torn <laughs> yeah. country and they come back unscathed. Where's the PTSD, Harry? There's no impact. You've had no impact. <laughs> Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you acting on your best behavior. Turn your back on Mother Nature. Everybody wants to rule the world. I always wanted to start one of these pods with, this is a collect call from Casarino Prison from Andrew <laughs> Wolf. And he goes, will you accept these charges? Do you know the penitentiary, how they do it? They do it on those Netflix things. Yeah. This is a collect call from State Penitentiary, Andrew Wolf. Man, you should have it set up so anytime you call someone, it plays that message first. People freak out. Mate, I saw someone do that uh, to their dad and he was... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. a prank. And he's like, What's, what have you done? What have you done? And Sarah was like, the, the girl was like, Dad, I fucked up. I fucked up real bad. And he's like, what have you done? What have you done? And, he's, and then they played it. It's like, you've got you've to go and you've got to, you know, like they, they play, played them on. You've got to go and get rid of the car keys. You've got to get, you know what I mean? Like you give them a mission yeah, yeah, to see yeah, if they yeah, become yeah. complicit to the crime. Mom, was he mom, into mom. it? Did he do it? No, yeah, man. I saw this one and, and he ran and sort of... Um, I saw some of these ones on TikTok that were funny as well. It's like, mum, 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 the police are coming. You have to tell them that I was at home last night. And then you see like the, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like they do fake calls or, or, you know, like they follow it up. And the mum's like, I don't know what you're saying. My Angela was here last night. And then they jump out and go, you're fucking, you're a, you lied. Like you're willing to do anything to try and protect <laughs> yeah. your child. Do you know what I mean? I mean like, as you should, right? Surely. Imagine that, man. You, you do that with your parents as a big, long, long prank. And they've got to dispose. You're like, mate, mum, 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 can you get rid of this bag? And then you, you, you film them <laughs> going to a forest, burying it, and there's nothing in there. But you're just like, oh, my God. And then you've got footage of them, uh, you know, committing a crime to protect their child. What would be the limit for you with your kids, do you think? Man, I'd do anything. I'll kill something if they if they just take one of his uh, his snacks from his bar, lunchbox. <laughs> We've been hearing because there's a bit of bullying going into my school. And like, um, I assume your kids are the perpetrators, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, they're nasty. But then inside his group, they're being nasty to him, <laughs> and vice versa. And everyone, yeah. everyone, all my my parents and my exes' approaches talk to the teacher. I'm like, dude, yeah. dude, these people like this exist everywhere. What you need to do is crush this kid. Otherwise, you'll never mm. learn. I'm like, let I I said I'm going to take a different approach. We'll we've got a few weeks. To destroy this five-year-old, <laughs> you know, I mean, he's got a bit of a limp, and I'm like, he's five, he's five, he's got a bit of a limp, and I said, you watch, I'll turn this cunt into Forrest Gump before Christmas, Christmas holidays, we'll have him a laughing stock. I said, I'm gonna. How I'm is gonna... the kid with the limp the bully? Like, I don't understand. He should be mocked, or is he lashing out because he's had such a horrible? The time? reality of uh, the bully, the bully always has a limp in in a sense. Do you know what I mean? The, oh, the yeah, bully, but often it's usually mental, right? Yeah, it's, it's a never... mental limp, but there's, they're always deflecting. And what I learned with bullies is if you can find that hole and open it up and reveal it to the group, you can destroy them. Do you know what I mean? It's about finding that pain. The dad abandoned, uh, domestic violence, whatever the fuck. Mm, uh, the limp. The pressure point. 
Once you find that pressure get point, get your thumb in the eye socket and push as hard as you can. Dude, it's like a Chinese uh, Balinese massage. Once you find where that uh, that muscle's a bit knotted, then you work mm. it and you open it up. And if you play it well, when he's eighteen, <laughs> he's still got the nickname Forrest Gump, and he yeah, ends yeah, up yeah. he ends up driving buses somewhere with with an IQ of one hundred and eighty, <laughs> and he ends up uh, a bus driver just just broken. I would just think that Limp Boy, like, give him a quick kick to the bad leg and refer to him as Limp Boy, and you're probably... Oh, mate. You're all right. Well, that's what I'm saying. You injure that second leg, and he's, he's gone. <laughs> then he's on his knees. Limp Boy becomes, becomes on your knees, boy. <laughs> but you know what the thing is? Mate, the school's so depressing, hey? Like, because we yeah. lived be- before we were up in sort of Netherlands, and it's like there's definitely a, def- a different uh, echelon of people there. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know Perth well enough to know the suburbs. Well, this is a ritzy area, and even though it was a government school, it was like there's something about like the lower socioeconomic where they they actually are more snobby than higher up because they've only just got there. You know what I mean? They've higher purchased a BMW. They live in a red brick <laughs> shithole, a rental. But you know what I mean? Yeah. They've, they, they've spent what should have been their super on a boat called uh, you know No Limits. <laughs> Some shit that they go to Rottnest, <laughs> but no one can ever see them drive their convertible BMW into uh, a two-bedroom unit on a major road. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's all yeah, for yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying those type of people you're around work so hard on um, on trying to, elevate, you know, be an upper echelon. Like, they, they, they really act the snobbiest of the lot because, you know, they've only just, just made it. Yeah, yeah, like the, the, the upper middle class, right? What's that sound? I can hear a... What sound? Well, yeah, I yeah I can hear the ringing from you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's you haven't the, bought a new laptop yet, have you? That's it's nothing, man. That's the evil spirit communicating. It's now actually found a voice. <laughs> it now actually interacts, and it's like this. It's it's sounds strangely like your voice, and it's saying, "Yeah, put all the money in WGO." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love that I'm leaning into this paranoia uh, storyline for you Where it's like, you, you know, people are imagining me sort of shouting at clouds now Like the guy's going fucking skits <laughs> And I'm actually leaning into it for entertainment Like obviously this whole thing is bullshit Like uh, no, I'm just fucking around He's not even a stockbroker Mate, but you know what the thing is, like in it, He's man, a box this, maker. That's all he does, man. He sits around and makes boxes all day at the factory. This school was trash from the beginning. Do you know when you get a feeling in your gut and you're like, let's pull them out, but it seems insane to pull them out as you walk across the oval to drop them off? You're like, nah, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. this is fucked. What is this, fucking am- amateur hour? I'm like, this is, these are motley crew. What they also ran. Look at this garbage. These people are fucking, should be in a waste disposal bin. I'm like, you can't learn anything from here. But then you're seen as classist and people are like, this yeah. guy's insane. He, he's dropped his kid off. We've just got the uniforms. Give it a chance. I'm like, I don't need a chance, man. I'm intuitive. I can smell a rat straight away. I can sniff a rat in a room within 13 seconds. I'm like, this is garbage. There's no community spirit. And then what a, was it? What was it that gave it away with the school? Dude, the energies, you could just feel, uh, even, even their mantras are like humanity and these big words, uh, strength through humanity or, you know, like these big words. And I'm like, these are five-year-olds. They, they, they have the assembly. He's using the word humanity. I'm like, what fucking planet do you live on that someone in primary school can grasp the concept of humanity and um, <laughs> virtues? V- virtu- these are the school virtues. I'm like, no one knows what virtues means, mate. You're fucking in your head. You're in another world. You should be. This is great. 
for a, 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 a sort of printing press business with, you know, employees in their 30s. I'm like, you're talking to five-year-olds that respond to fruit salad, fruit salad, just basic <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah, you can't yeah, yeah. talk. The fundamental v- virtues of the thing is, uh, you know. Um, Your school's ethos should be bright colours and very easy sounds. No, that's it. You know, if you, here's the list of ethos should be like banana, oh, orange. T- dude, <laughs> he wins an award for altruism. And I'm like, a merit system. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, oh, he, he gave away like two thirds of his foot long fruit roll Yeah, up. altruism. And he goes, daddy, I've won. <laughs> like I got a certificate. He got a merit award. And I, I didn't even know what the word meant. I can't even remember what it was. I was like, well, what does this mean? Does this mean he can read and write? Like, what does this fucking mean? Like, Man, your kid should be running this school, dude. Like, this sounds like a school for nerds. Your kid mate, should be standing on the necks of his classmates. I've got, I ha- I'm only early in my campaign to turn him into Ragnar Lothbrok. Like, it takes time <laughs> to, to create a monster. It was the older one or the younger one, the one The older one, man, but you know what? You, the, the, you can no, just no, but which, which one complained about not uh, getting anything for winning the race? Oh, that's the older one, man. But the thing is, you can feel... How old's the older one? He's five. Oh, okay, that's the five. But you can feel in the school there's no community spirit. You just feel it. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of like a loveless marriage. You can just see them rock up at the picnics and they've got the Jats crackers, (laughs) they've got the rug, but you can tell there's no one home. You're knocking on the door like like, uh, Back to the Future, McFly, McFly, anyone there? And they're like, what have you guys been up to? I'm like, your fucking relationship's a lie. We can tell. Just own up to it. Give up on it. Like what? What we have to go along with the facade that all going well with Jeff and Jill up the hill. Is this because? Uh, is this coming because you had to go to the picnic yesterday, dude? So anyway, we had this fucking school debacle. I'm raging. <laughs> I'm looking at the the teacher and just like, what cat? Like, look what the cat dragged in. I'm like, Jesus Christ! One year exposure to this human. Like this is this is fuck. Fuck! <laughs> that is horrifying, man, that you drop your kids off and some, some fucking 21-year-old who just got out of university is their primary point of contact for the next 12 months. Oh, dude, and the, the most dangerous is the disgruntled teacher, which is anyone that's been doing teaching for more than three years, realises there's no way to yeah. fix it, the system's <laughs> fucked, yeah, yeah. you're not getting paid enough, and then you just become jaded. But I'm like, this teacher, if I, if I was... At the footy sitting there, I'd ask to move seats. I'd be like, she keeps yelling about getting more hot dogs and scarves. I'm like, she's a bad influence on my kids. Go the Mighty Blues! Go the Blues! And crying, we've done it! Hee-ho! I'm like, get the fuck away and don't ever influence. Now I leave him in a Tupperware container with eight hours a day. God knows what this person is saying to him. I'm like, what the fuck? It might take, yeah, yeah. It, he, he might be 40 with a psychiatrist still trying to unpick this uh, retard's <laughs> insights into the, the world. I'm like, do you know how yeah. long it takes to unstitch it? I had a lot of that when I was growing up, like, because I, I ran in with teachers the whole time. I remember mm. my music teacher and I would um, pull fingers at her, like, like pulling middle fingers <laughs> and goading her out. And she eventually like yelled in front of the class and she was like, because I was, she said, you think you're better than people? She, you think you're so smart? She goes, a guy like you. She goes, what are you going to do when you're older? I said, uni, don't know, like probably do quite well. And she was like, as if, as if a guy like you would ever make it to university. I'm in year three. 
And she already had year three. three, And I said, I'll go to university and I'll make sure I probably, I bet you one thing, I won't become a teacher. Hey, (laughs) I said, I'll get a good job. And then she was, she ripped in as if a guy like you ends up at university. Who's saying that to fucking how old are you? Eight? Who's already trying to force the knee on your back and say that you're not good enough just because you've annoyed them? <laughs> Man, I mean, kids are frustrating, you know. I can imagine that you were probably particularly difficult. Because of my ego, I thought I knew more than them already, even though I didn't have the info. Well, well, if you were a teacher, how long do you think until you were lashing out like that? I reckon day two, man. Mate, I don't think so because I, um, I'm unorthodox, so all I'd be like looking to do is to, uh, create a sense of fun. I don't really care about the <laughs> syllabus. I'm just like, let's just create little joy machines, people that make the world fun. That's it. I'm like, fuck science. Who needs fucking science? Yeah, man, they'll still find a way to crush you. But as a teacher, who needs syllabus? Just teach them to be fun and they'll always rise. Because even in the worst job I've ever been, the dumbest guy, if they're funny, has a life job because they become the office mascot. <laughs> mascot. You're like, fucking how good? Jeff with his Homer Simpson tie. And you're like, fuck, he, he adds a bit of levity to work, eh? It's such a fucking yeah. breath of fresh air. Every, yeah, yeah. every officer's a mascot. They've got a donkey that wanders around that's purely there for entertainment purposes, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. What happened at this picnic, man? So then I'm fuming about this assembly because I'm like, Jesus Christ, you've got images, you know? You, you imagine Prince Harry sending his kids or, you know, like off to Eton with uh, this steeped in history, with a teacher that's dead poet society. And then mine's, my, I'm slinging him off to a, go the mighty blues, a woman that should be selling fucking sausage rolls <laughs> at a sports game is now my yeah. fucking mentor of my, my, my progeny. I'm like, Jesus Christ, the world is a cruel place, man. Hey, like, fuck. <laughs> I want him to be around fucking Robin Williams as, yes, my captain, my captain, do you know, and really getting like, going, having that vibe. But the thing was, yeah. the kid in that, yeah, there's a psychopath in there that's, um, that's the, the, the all-powerful one that if you're friends with other people, he'll bash you and he's been doing, um, pulling girls' uh, pants down and uh, oh, no. bashing people, yelling in faces and he's basically like, like the mini Hitler. This is one of the kids, right? This is the limp. This is the limp guy. Oh, this is limp guy. So yeah. So I don't know. I've, okay. I've either got to let my boy try bring him down, or as a fully grown adult, I must bring him down. <laughs> yeah. But, the, but that yeah, won't work yeah. because I, I I've never told this story. I was. It happened to me when when my little one was younger. I went to Rotnest and I was uh, we were playing in the sand pit, and I saw an older boy that looked menacing. My boy was playing, and I could see what his plan was. He grabbed a handful of sand. And he was going to throw it into my boy's thing. But as a knee-jerk reaction, as he threw the hand, the sand, I grabbed a handful, like much bigger, and threw it directly <laughs> into his face and fucking caked him. So Emmy, my, my boy got like his eyes, but immediately the bully just felt like a bucket full of sand just whip into his eyes. <laughs> And he looked and there was a fully grown adult just going like, eat a dick, mate. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're on my turf. And, but I felt immediately, yeah. I, had to, I had to gather my kids and go, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go. Because he ran, he ran screaming. 
and I saw him like under a tap and his mum was uh, trying to work out what would happen and he kept pointing over to me as I loaded up our bikes and bailed because it was like I, I just assaulted like an eight-year-old kid with sad <laughs> yeah, yeah. and he was pointing and I was, I was going to have to try lie. He's talking rubbish. It's never happened. Jimmy, Jimmy, don't lie. An adult would never throw two handfuls of sand directly into your face because you attacked my boy. But the thing is... Was it bad? <laughs> and that's not a good defense either, as you watching, like the when the mum comes up and you go, he started it. Yeah, it yeah, I'll be like, look, work. it was unpro. I guess you could have lied and be like, oh no, 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 he threw he threw sand at my kid, and the wind whipped it back into his face. Well, it was it was unprovoked. They weren't yeah. they weren't playing, and I've seen it a lot. Like there's a certain percentage of boys that have that uh, killer in them. I've seen it with the other ones. I've taken them to like a ballroom, and I saw my one boy. Um, lying like sort of just daydreaming in the balls and i saw another mm. boy basically hadn't interacted with my son at all jump from a platform with his knee drawn into my boy's back for no other Jesus. reason than to hurt him and i'm like yes look you obviously don't want to get involved and i didn't on that occasion but i'm like there's no better moment than to you know to sort of jump in there and push the kid under the ball thing and just unleash, yeah, yeah, yeah. unleash on it. Well, then they realise that there are consequences. I mean, the, th the troubling thing is that so often with these kids, it's like they they have been abused or have a shitty home life. So they're just you're just it's, you're you're just adding fuel to the fire. That's all it is. Oh, hundred percent, man. It's sort of like the ones that kids that are sexually aware, and you just sort of see mm. them like humping a, a tree, and they're doing all this weird shit. Well, that's what freaks me out about limp kid pulling down girls' pants, you know? The fact they know that means they've been exposed to it. You know, whenever they're sort yeah. of sexually aware, unless it's innocent, it's obviously someone older has been interfering with them. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the reality is that is why I shouldn't have thrown sand in that kid's face because <laughs> he probably went home and copped a, a beating from his... Uh, domestic violence dad and he was like fuck there's no hope in this world he goes even down at the just trying to have a laugh and it, every dad every dad fucks you up so look i did feel yeah. i did feel bad about it but um, although the the good thing with that is you can get away with it because if he is running around the beach throwing sand at other kids or if that other kid is jumping off and putting his knee into the back of your kid at the ball pit man you do whatever and the parents will assume that it's their fault because they're probably nightmares all the time, you know? They're abusive parents and they don't give a fuck or the kid's constantly lying and, and blaming others. And Discipline's definitely changed a lot because growing up, I definitely got smacked by other parents, like not just my parents. Like I would oh, get, yeah, no, that was... I think that was even before my time for sure. I used to get hit. I remember, like, family friends giving me a whip. How would that play out these days? Do you know what I mean? Like I'd be naughty around the pool and probably mean to another kid. And then I'd feel some fucking, he's not even like, you know, when that's normally it's the uncle. It's just a strange man that's come around to drink red wine at my dad's house. Has just fucking unleashed an open hand across my bum. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. if you do that this day and age, you go to jail, man. He could go to jail. Like that's that show, The Slap. Do you remember on ABC? And it was like, a, no. oh, there was a kid just being a, a little cock in the backyard and the dad came out and just slapped the kid across the face. And then they had all the unfolding drama of that because 
the the friends fell apart and then the marriages oh. fell apart and it was sort of like a sliding door moment if you just um yes, was this one of those like new sort of new age oh it's not okay to hit your kids anymore and we're going to make a show about it it was trying to show that i think the idea was that this moment of insanity and and not controlling your emotions then led was a knock-on that changed the course of everyone's life, do you know, for the mm. negative. If he had just processed it and said, hey, don't throw that sand in my boy's face, it could have gone yeah. really well. But yeah. in my movie, The Slap, then basically I throw sand in his face, end up in a fight with some angry guy. I end up, you know what I mean? It knocks on, yeah. I'm in jail. I end up with a drug habit. And uh, two episodes later, I'm a prostitute on Northbridge Streets, just with no teeth. <laughs> just going like, if only I just fucking said, hey, none of that, kids. Play fair, pay fun. Do you know you hear all that? Play fun, just play fun. Don't worry, that kid you whipped sand in his face, in 10 years, he's going to be breaking into your house and stealing your stuff, you know? Oh, mate. It will come back to hurt you. Do you know what? Maybe, maybe it was punching down. But um, literally punching down, it is a child. Don't knock it until you've tried it, mate. It must have felt very fucking good. You know how good it is as you see him throw and then you see what looks like half the beach enter his eyes and then you see his mum yelling and what have you done? Why have you got all this thing? It was him, it was that man. And me at playing dumb as they're sort of running his head under one of the fucking fish scaling taps where they scale the fish. And you ride off and you're sort of a bit like anything you've done. You feel a bit bad, but then you it's overwhelmed by adulation and just feeling euphoric at like, ha, 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 ha. Maybe just for me. But anyway, so this assembly, man, awful. This is a picnic you have yesterday and there's an assembly time. No, no, we had an assembly in the morning. The assembly was in the morning. Yeah. Then we had a picnic. Yeah. And the, the picnic, obviously, I didn't want to go because my ex is there. So it's basically me... And her sitting on a picnic rug. Man, it's a chance to reconnect. What are you talking about? Get back in there. With our son sitting there with the teddy bear and, and my parents came along. So it's my, my parents and me and her on a rug with him eating sandwiches. <laughs> and immediately I got there and I was like, fuck, we really dropped down in social uh, standing. Like there's grannies there with sort of like half purple, half pink hair. I'm like, it's like Mad Max, <laughs> scene from Mad yeah. Max. And there's only about, there's only about six parents rock up because the rest mm. are probably uh, at the methadone clinic or whatever the fuck they needed to do <laughs> or robbing houses. So, so they're not there. But then yeah. what a turn, turn of events. When we, when we uh, lived in Netherlands, which was a better area, unbelievable, yeah. you'd arrive the, the care staff were like angels. They're dressed as fairies. They almost like drift in from the air. They, they, they charm you. They, they've written poetry. Do you know you feel like you're in a what, one summer night's dream? Or what's that thing? Midsummer night's Mid dream. Midsummer night's dream. You feel like... You feel like you've got money. You feel like you're in a magical place. They show you brochures, uh, uh, f f uh, sort of flip out books of your kid and you're like, oh, I didn't realise he went jet skiing and well, he's five. <laughs> I didn't know he, he, he did water skiing. Yeah, we took him water skiing. He's learnt and then you yeah. see him sort of, oh, is that Nick Natanui teaching him handballs? Yeah, yeah, he came down and taught them all how to kick. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, so this is just basically yeah, yeah, yeah. trashy sandwiches that you would get on an eco-lodge trip. Do you know what I mean? Like it's this yeah. peanut butter yeah. mixed with veggie bite, brown bread, <laughs> there's water, 
and in Tupperware. No one fucking wants to deal with it. So you, there's a picnic rug just thrown out there. And it's is it a picnic or is it just an hour break for staff? Because it seems a lot more like they've taken an hour <laughs> off and we're doing the daycare. Sort of like uh, Mad Max, but with LA ice instead oh, of water mate. gushing out of the fountain. So then I've had a horror day. And then uh, the topic becomes that uh, the young one, because he's, he's a glutton, is like his weight issue and that somehow I'm contributing to it and we've got to Wait, change. your youngest kid is a little fatty. Dude, he looks like that kid in uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory that got sucked <laughs> up the park. Augustus Gloop. <laughs> Augustus Gloop, right? But I'm like... Hey, he's, he's three. Is he three? I'm like, he's been, he's been a beast since he's born. Like, why is he suddenly canvas this shit? <laughs> so anyway, I'm sitting there and then... Um, it's, it's all pinned on me. And, and they're like, look, the eating thing. And I was like, look, I was just like, hey, um, can, we, can you pop this in an email? Because I said, like, I actually came, <laughs> I fucking came here for a picnic, a teddy bear's picnic, yeah, yeah. not to discuss yeah. this shit. I said, pop it in an email. I said, I actually came here for our son. I don't, I don't give a shit about this. Put it in an email. And then, then I seemed like, oh, I'm the abrupt one. But I'm like, we haven't spoken in months. I wouldn't lead with an accusation that I'm the sole yeah. contributor for his, um, his wife. For little fatty. With, without expecting me to end up getting infuriated. Man, how could they blame you for having, for, for your youngest kid being fat? Because, I mean, you barely feed yourself. I can't imagine you doing a great job at remembering mealtimes for both of them. It's because, like, uh, little things, like you give them a chalk milk, which I love. Or uh, <laughs> ice cream. I give them a mini ice cream after dinner. And I'm like, yeah. who cares? I said, you ha- you're having a fucking bowl of ice cream. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's all these parents <laughs> like that, man. You see them down at the tennis club or bowls. They, they neck uh, 15 pints, but then they get infuriated that someone's given their little Jimmy uh, one, one glass of Coca-Cola. Oh, you fucking... Yeah, yeah, smoke- yeah. Oh, you smoked 19 cigarettes. Your wife had to fucking carry you home. But uh, woe betide the fucking kid. He, oh, what? Someone gave him fish and chips. He's on an all-vegan diet. He's, we're turning it around. I'm not going to lead by example, but fucking hell will I hold a, a firm line on my children who have to live up to, to an idea that I was incapable of even doing. By eight, I'd given up. I'm a fucking deadbeat loser, but my kid is going to be fucking Mother Teresa and he's going to be on a water vegan diet doing sit-ups when I can't even fucking, I can't even, you know, uh, walk to work to try to lose weight. But my kid, he will hold a higher standard than me. I just, I, I don't, why do people think that their kid should live any different to you? Like, you only teach your kid by example, right? So if you're yeah. a fat woman in a scarf just watching football. Or a fat man in front of a stockbroking computer. That's also... That's what yeah. I'm saying. Your, kids can't, your kid can't be any better than your own standards. And your standards can't be fake and contrived. If you want your kid to be fit, your move, get fit, fuckhead. And he'll, he'll copy yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. You want to eat well, you eat well. Do you know what I mean? But so many of these parents think mm. that, like, what's good for the geese isn't good, good for the... No, what's good for gander. the gander is not good for the goose. <laughs> you know, the goose that is the dad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I thought I was going to yeah. do that better. What's good for the geese <laughs> isn't good f- for the goose. <laughs> the goose of a dad. Um, do you, do, is your kid destined to be a fat little fuck nugget or is he going to grow into his weight, do you think? Well, mate, it's so hard to know because... Because um, he's three, right? I was looking on... The thing, the thing is, he was... Um, 
when when we first had him, he, he the other one was breastfed. This was on formula, or a lot of formula, <laughs> yeah, like an imported Chinese formula. Dude, it was just like so. It's basically Nesquik in a bottle, and <laughs> and then and then there was some idea that um, the kid satiates itself, and 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 it, it will tell you when it's full. So it was just bottles after bottles. This do- this doesn't work for do- a lot of dogs, man. Like it's a I've heard that from people. They do it with cats, you know. Like they have one of those big feeders, and oh, they're just mate. like, oh, he just kind of comes and goes as he pleases. But you can't do that with a sausage dog, man. A sausage dog will eat until it bursts. Dude, and so will a human. And I was like, yeah. oi, 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 oi. This is Nesquik. There's a lot more calories in this. <laughs> We're controlling this. Like we got to water some of it down. That that was that was fucking. Unheard of. So unorthodox. I'm a pig of a man. Read the magazines. Read the brochures. You're starving his brain from growth. I'm like, you're exploding him like a fucking balloon that's about to pop. We need a break. But the thing was, um, so, so he then got to a weight that was like, do you know, he, he was a circle. He's a small balloon. His dick looked, looked like it had been drawn on with yes. pen. It was just 2D. <laughs> there was no dick. It looked like it had been a pencil drawing. There was no actual symmetry to it. It was just flat. It looked like a tattoo, right? It's a fucking tattoo. He's that fat. His dick is a tattoo. It's just a hologram of a dick. So anyway, um, the problem is supposedly that I've researched the human um, subconscious, uh, once it reaches a certain weight, it will always try to reach that percentage of fat because on 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 the, the core sort of biology of what a person is, it, it tries to survive. So once you've got a memory yeah. of carrying around 80% body weight, uh, body fat, you feel a lot happier like that because you know in a survival situation you last yeah, longer. It is baked in. So, so it becomes hardwired in him. So he will basically always be a fat fuck and always on the Ducan diet and always for about <laughs> three weeks looking hot in the Greek <laughs> islands and then blowing out and then fucking yo-yoing the rest of his life from diet to diet, and then he can live on grain for a year and look hot, get a girlfriend, marry her, then blow out. And then, you know, it's going to be that game forever. Like my life, man. I, I, I'm, I'm basically a, a fat guy in disguise. I'm fat now, but you are fat now. sometimes I get in camouflage and just, just long enough to trick someone into a, a dead-end life. <laughs> They're like, what are you eating? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm, some people do grow out of it, though. Like some people are fat all through, you know, whatever school or and then high school they start dude they've always got a grimace though you always see them and you're like you go on a holiday you hit puberty you go on a holiday with them and they they're like what's for dinner and it's like just uh grain or like uh yeah it's like oh yeah i'm just i only live on uh wheat bicks i'm like really and and then you 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 know you go you go on a trip with them and you're like oh that's funny so you don't eat yeah just uh i just eat wheat and water that's all I ever eat. If I eat anything more than that, the true lies revealed, and I blow out. No, but I mean, some some kids do hit puberty, and then it it does it does take a drastic turn for them. But the but that I was going to say is that I have seen you and the genetics that you've passed on to this kid is not no way. It is going to be a little nugget. It's going to have to work hard. Well, the thing is, I can lose weight, but it, it I have to give up all um, vices, and then I'm like, well, what's yes. the point? Because you look good, but I'm unhappy because I'm like, you're not drinking. Um, I'm not eating anything enjoyable. And then I'm like, well, I'm just a cardboard cutout. Like, what joy do I have in this world? Like, I look yeah. good. And then more people like me. You pick up more often, but you, you, you never get to enjoy it. 
Do you know what I mean? It's like it's mm. like training all year for the AFL Grand Final, but you never. It doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Because there's no Mad Monday. It's just like it's fucking all training. It's all training. You need Mad Mondays, man. Don't you think? After the grand final. You need blowouts. Yeah, of course. Because otherwise, what is life? Just a grueling fucking training camp? That's why I like the uh, weightlifting cycle because you go through the cut, which sucks, but then the bulk, which is great, and it feels so good, and you just eat. And people go, what are you doing? What? You can't eat this. What's wrong? How do you look like that and you're eating? And you're like, no, no, no. I am on the up. I'm on the upwards trend of this bell curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you see, in six weeks, you were going to see a fat fuck, but I'll be strong, dude. That's <laughs> I have done it, and that's the only time I can manage it because I got that barrel te- chest. I look like a pigeon though for a while, and people are like, "What's happened?" The fattest I've ever been <laughs> yeah. was like loading, uh, but then what happened? I did it in uni days, and then I had muscle mass for years, and I could eat anything, and I was sort of it, it stripped off, and I always had some definition for a period. I think that's where I have to go back to. Just lift heady, heavy mm. shit. But I think on stage, man, if you're like that Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan experience, like it just seems so unfunny <laughs> having so, so much pride in your appearance. It's like it's so counterintuitive to being funny. Yeah, but you can go, there is a halfway point, you know. You can, you can be somewhat healthy. But to be invested <laughs> in your own image is to, to give a fuck what other people think about you. So I'm like, by definition, it makes you less funny, man. Because the, the, the best funny is to be on the hour, to be like, fuck, imagine that fat fuck wandering around in real life. <laughs> He's going to get a girlfriend. Like, that's funnier, man. <laughs> Seeing me and imagining me anywhere, it's, it, every story I tell when they see this fat fucking dorky looking fuck, when they image, imagine it, it's funnier. <laughs> it's just funnier looking like a, a toad. My favourite is when people uh, go, oh, man, yeah, I want to get into the gym, you know, but look, I don't want to lift too many weights because i just don't want to end up being one of those like jack dudes and you're like man you are 30 kilos overweight you do not have to worry about that people work for years and years and give up eating and take steroids yeah yeah, yeah. and they lift for two hours a day and you don't want to pick up this dumbbell because you're worried that your fucking chest will burst and you'll be fucking huge brother and i just don't want that to happen you know i want to look svelte you got to be honest, like, because I did it for a while. If, you, if you've got a beer belly and then some idiot gets you to start doing uh, stomach crunches, it just makes it much bigger because that, that fat is harder. <laughs> that shit doesn't go. And then now you've got a six-pack covered by a layer of tyres. So it's like you look even fatter. <laughs> well, you're talking about an internal sort of bloating, which does take years to dissipate. Well, that's what I'm saying to you. Like, it, my, all my weight, because I looked at a, a chart of, fatness is all because i've been funneling beers into my mouth for my whole life yeah do you know we'd funnel yeah funnel them i used to drink beer just even before i went yeah. to sleep just as a joke i'd be like just you know we used to do it you'd have a funnel and a mate well a mate did it but i would always have like a beer in bed as you're going to sleep for no purpose <laughs> for no purpose man just because it was funny like you would you'd have two two pints and then you're drunk in your dream <laughs> yeah, that's why you look like uh, Grimace from McDonald's yeah, That's man. your body type Well, at the end of the day All it is, is uh, it's a barrier to entry Just to test true motives <laughs> Do you know, I'm not getting any fucking <laughs> pretenders coming in If you look like you true, You man. get a lot of pretenders that are, that are in there Do you know what I mean? Mine's hard earned If I end up in a relationship What do you mean look like me? What are you talking about? Well, you're, re- you're in a better physical shape So you, mine, if someone shows interest in me, it's got to be the real deal because they have to look through a pile of shit to try to see the gem. 
Yours is just a gem lying out there. No, man. My abrasive personality and five foot seven stature is uh, the thing that puts people off. Oh, dude. Height fucks you. So, like, basically, you know what no one mentions? Most girls, it's like uh, Disneyland. Like, it is, You man. have to be this height to go on the ride. And it doesn't matter. They're all down there at the gym getting haircuts. And it's like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, wee, wee. Pee, 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 we Herman. You're not gonna get it. You're not getting on the ride because five seven is a fucking carnival trick, <laughs> carnival show. Go and help Santa down at the fucking mall. You fucking tiny little garden gnome. Hey, that's the sort of vibe. I've been on my fair share of dates, and like I could count on one hand the number of uh, taller than me girls. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't happen, mate. You know what I reckon you do on your dates. When they arrive, you're always seated. I've, I've taken the liberty of ordering a drink. <laughs> they arrive. And it's weird. He was, he was already seated at the table. I would have thought he'd stayed at the bar where everyone drank. And you're like, ha ha, yoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. I'm over here at the table already. No, man, I always try and do it up top, you know, because I don't like, uh, maybe it's just because I'm so fucking greedy. I don't like the idea of going out to dinner and potentially having to pay even for just my, that's a great move, by the way, always split. That's the, if I, if I'm interested, I'll split the bill. Cause I feel like that's the final hurdle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If I want to get out of there, I'll just be like, man, pay for it. I'm out. If I think there's some sort of future, I I'll split because I feel like it creates a sort of like either intrigue or, uh, dude, I would always pay for it. No, man. No, no, no. You split it and you, cause then they're putting money in, they're invested all of a sudden you got them on the, on the hook. If you're paying for it, they think, Oh, I can just walk away. I'm already up. If you split, then they are like, oh, man, I'm $30 in the hole. I've got oh, a fucking... Then, they, then they, they, they put a down down payment on the caravan, man. They're sort of locked exactly, in. Exactly, man. deposit. Exactly. If you, if you... My move would be to pay for it and then not talk to them again because then I don't feel bad about it. It's like, oh, look, I've bought you a meal. The worst <laughs> date I ever had, which was a first date, was um, I thought, oh, we're going to pick up. So I went to, like, the bathroom and got those... Uh, three box of condoms and I thought they were cigarettes. So that when I sat down, this is the ultimate power <laughs> move. I didn't want to sit on them. So I just, I put them on the table. Like I put them on the table. So it was like sliding out three condoms and going like, you better be up for this Fuck as yeah. we're eating. And then she's losing her mind and she's like, you know, like after a few, uh, few minutes, was like, I think, I think, and I was like, oh shit, fuck, that's too much. Do you know what I mean? How's the power play? You've never met, you sit down at the table and you basically, rather than put your wallet down like you're rich, you put a box of condoms down to, just to let them know that this is why we're here, right? This is your trophy. Make a good yeah, combo yeah. and you'll win a prize. I mean, that's obviously death. But I managed to joke away. I joked my way around it, so it was fine. Yeah, did it, did it work? Yeah, I still picked up, dude. Because nice, it was actually the good, ultimate very... move, man. Well, what I was going to say is that with the uh, with the height thing, I always try and address it beforehand because I don't want to I don't want to waste an evening or waste money on my half of a meal or a full meal even. Dude, do you wear do you wear shoes with like the the high heel in where it's like Nikes with heels? I wear I wear Doc Martens, which have a bit of a like lift on them. But I've been wearing them. I just like Doc Martens, and then people. I'm not trying to trick anyone, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I didn't make the shoes, but it's, you know, I guess it's an inch. Maybe, no, maybe less, maybe half an inch. Well, I actually find it even off-putting with the girls because they often in heels. And then the next day you see them around the house and they're like much shorter. And then you're like, yeah. I can't respect you as a human. Like none of your opinions are valid. You're only 5'7". <laughs> you're worthless. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm looking down at you. People go on about the uh, like the Disneyland thing to you must be this tall to ride, but like, wh- why would I want to be like knocking around with some fucking you know six foot giant ass? That's not appealing to me, really. People would challenge you because that's the ultimate p- pickup is to uh, well, a lot of guys do it is undermine the current girl's partner. Like, hey, are you sure? Are you safe with him? You know what I mean? Or as in implying, like, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, look, look, now that now he's gone, just want to let know, is it all cool? Are you all right with this guy? Like, you know, you imply that he's a criminal. But you know what I, you know what I think of that Disney thing? I've never had anyone do that to me. <laughs> Tying into the bullying thing was the worst thing ever because do you remember the indigenous, uh, the, 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 the guy that was getting bullied up in Darwin? That, that young? No. Oh, anyway, it was a sort of dwarf type guy. And then he's getting bullied and everyone got behind him. But then there were some horrible things because uh, someone had chipped in to um, send him to Disneyland, <laughs> you know, as, as a reward. Oh, and then no. people were jumping in going like, the, the disappointment when he arrives and realises he can't go on any, <laughs> any of the rides. Oh. Like they doubled down. But it was, it, it, I'm not saying that was funny. I'm just saying this is how mean people are and cruel to hide. Mm. But do you know, that mm. is the, the move that guys always do is to try undermine the current partner. And if you're on the rocks... They get this glorious uh, clean snow scenario where they're like, oh, oh, he, he went and he had, he said he was just wandering with the boys and it's going to be a quiet night. And then he didn't come back. <laughs> and then, and then the, the, the guy that's listening is like, oh, that's disgusting. I'd never do that to you, baby. You know what I mean? And it's like for three, for three months he gets to pretend that he wouldn't do exactly the same thing. But, you know, it's almost like you need your CV. <laughs> At that moment, you should be able to check his LinkedIn of private, uh, previous relationships and go like, well, that's mm. funny because Geraldine said you did the exact same thing. You can't like, <laughs> you're all the same. Do you know, but he gets, how good would it be in a relationship if you could call references? You got to like, you had to have a like LinkedIn, a track record of mm. your past partners. So you could actually, you, you could go like, hey. I've enjoyed your Tinder. You've been very funny. You like dogs, long walks on the beach and Buffalo Bills. But what I'd like to do now is call two or three of your references. <laughs> Just see where you're yeah, at. Yeah. See where you're at, mate. Man, we'll, we'll get there, man. It won't be long. I reckon that's around the corner, you know. Because I feel, I feel like already you can kind of, you can kind of go back through someone's Facebook history. Um, and if you wanted to, it'd be easy to reach out to, to previous partners. Oh, but mate, for sure. And- at the very least, man, you look at the photos and you can build a timeline in your head and you can go, okay, look, this is this is where it starts. You can see it's strong. There's there's plenty of photos. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a high frequency. It's coming out. There's like three or four <laughs> every month. And then you go, oh, I haven't seen one in a while. And then it pops up. It's a birthday or a Christmas. And you think, oh, the fi- smiles look forced. This doesn't yeah, look yeah, good yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like At what point you can figure out what point they tapped out of the relationship, what point it ended when the sex no one no one ever mentions it but that's what you really assess on the christmas day photos you can see all the dead men walking and all the dead relationships yeah man that camera flash it brings out everything from probably seven layers deep <laughs> the other time you pick it is on their anniversary love you so much yeah seven years together and just the tone of how they word it it's like we're hanging on for dear life Save us. Like, I can read it immediately. It's like... Man, you can see gritted teeth through a closed mouth if you look hard enough. Dude, you can see it through the photos and you can see it by the messages. Thanks 
You know, they've been ups and downs. This is what's always in there. Ups and downs, but we've got through it. You know, there's always some <laughs> even yeah, direct yeah. reference to the fact it's been turbulent. Like any mention of that, yeah. it's not like you're no longer you're no longer in fucking Bridget Jones or some movie uh, rom-com shit. You're like, you're like, look, we've had our tough times, but we got there eight years in <laughs> and still standing strong. Still standing strong. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, man, give up. Just give up. Like, what's the... Unless you've got kids. <laughs> That's the only thing, man. That's the tether. That's the tether. As soon as you've got the kids, you've got the tether. Otherwise, you can just exit. You can pull the ripcord. You can get out. Dude, you know what you should be able to do as kids? You could put them into something. Do you know what I mean? Like put them on UFC Fight Island and go, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck school. I'm going to turn mine into a fucking killer. And I'm like, just train them up. I said, just get them to fight. Or you pick different skill sets. You're like, this guy goes into Christopher Skase School of Fraud. This one's a pickpocket. Send this one to the fucking coffin cheaters and turn him into a mobster. I want this one at UFC. And you're the only one. You're the bright one. You go to uni and we'll see if you're a doctor. And then we'll split. You're talking about more like a brigand than, uh, than a family, aren't and you? And then I'm saying, look, we split, the, we split the profits at the end. You're an actor. You're a prostitute. You're a UFC fighter. <laughs> you're going to go to the Christopher Skay School of Fraud. And we're going to see, we'll net out the proceeds. We're diversifying. We're not, not everyone's going to go and fucking work in an office. But you know what I was thinking about this, man? This uh, idea of having reviews on uh, Tinder is great. Yeah. I don't understand because you review venues, right? And you go like, awful comedy lounge went there. This Andrew yelled a lot of hate. He's very angry. He's a very unhinged guy. I'm like, it's moments away. Like, why aren't there reviews of people where you could just go like, Josh, horrible trip to Gold Coast with him. Great first few days. He's a very selfish guy. Um, We were in the Airbnb and I've got to be honest, day three, the conversation petered out and he wasn't that great a company, right? He got repetitive. How did this go from being a Tinder review to a review of your last trip to the Gold Coast? No, no, dude, dude, I was just being stupid. Like, if I'm going to do a joke, yeah. it has to have some sort of... It's got to, it's got to be... I know, I'm fucking around. I was, I I was highlighting I love my time the... in Gold Coast. I love my time. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was just pointing out the, the joke because I feel like it's a bit inside baseball for Oh, people. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, like... I wasn't having a go. I was doing a... a dark... Make your jokes, cunt. Oh, it would have been so good if I'd done a random one. It's so much better to review my uh, Gold Coast trip that I just had with you without anyone knowing. Like, so you get a double, double-edged hit. I've been attacking your 5.7 and now I'm coming after the trip. I mean, what are you going to do? But anyway, I was saying to you, like, imagine when that built up because initially you could dismiss a few and it would be like, mm. he, was, he, he, um, he was a pig to me in the line or I asked him after the gig and I said, you've done well. And he said, why would I give a fuck about your opinion? Get the fuck away from me. And they could write quotes. But eventually the true rats, like this little psychopath at my kid's school would be revealed because I'd review him. Emerson would, uh, my son would review him. There'd be reviews building up. The guy's seven. He's got 90 reviews, teachers, other kids. And it's like, that's a wrap, Charlie. Yeah, everyone hates you. You got 900 reviews. You have to fucking join a sainthood to try to recover this. Do you know? To build up some. China's doing that though, right, man? They've got like uh, they've got the social credit system. That's they're basing everything around the social credit system that they're developing. So as you go through your life, you've got these ratings agencies that they gave contracts. Dude, to. I love this. And and 
as they yeah as you go through your social credit it gets bigger or 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 it shrinks and it diminishes and and then you get almost rewarded based on that so if you want to start a business they'll go okay well you're good with money but everyone thinks you're a fuckhead so sorry yeah 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 they're like <laughs> look no one likes you so like even if you are rich someone's going to try to steal it from you because they don't want you to do well Hi, Darren here for darrensadblokes.com.au, Australia's number one fat bloke betting website. It's a huge heifer hump day this week as we see the country's fattest blokes waddle to the stage, out of breath and nearly out of time. Get your bets in on the fattest bloke out the gate this weekend and enjoy a $100 matched bonus bet on any bloke so fat he can no longer see his sack. We've had 14 king-sized beanbag boys cark it from coronaries this year alone way higher numbers than the horses that are run to death for the amusement of stupid drunk fuckheads in their rented suits and ridiculous fucking hats at Flemington for the Melbourne Cup. DarrenSadBlokes.com.au Home of Australia's fattest blokes and infinitely more ethical than the Melbourne Cup as our fat blokes have the power of choice and free will. You know what would be good about this? I think this was actually an episode of Black Mirror. It's like... Some mm. people would be glowing lights and they'd be like, oh, it's so nice. But the most population wouldn't even get reviewed. And that would be the most bitter pill where there's like, oh, they're, like they're like, oh, dude, you're 43. No one has even taken the time to review you. That's how bland and generic you are. You'd be like, oh, I would rather be a one star rating on Uber. Then they're like, oh, man, I feel awful. You reviewed yourself. You reviewed yourself at your 40th. <laughs> yeah, it's better to have the one star rating on Uber than to have never left the house, right? But isn't it an idea, like, and it's the same with comedy, it's better to be loved or hated than to be in the middle because even to be hated is a better outcome. Middle is the saddest, the loneliest place in the world, don't you think? I don't know if they say it's better to be loved or hated. I think you're thinking of tyranny and it's uh, either love or fear. But with comedy, I think it's the idea is that it's better to be divisive and get part of the room really on your side. Well, for sure, man. <laughs> I don't think it's, I don't think it's, hey, look, if they don't like you, really fucking just kick someone, you know, get them against you. <laughs> I think you can tell if someone's going to make it because you'll see regularly on their sets, people march to the management to try it, stop it. Because it's almost like they can feel the, the combine heart. It's coming, it's coming, these ideas, these ideas that we've been blocking. Do you know, it's, it's, it's too much, it's too much. I'm like, those are the great voices because it's like, stop it, stop it, it can't be real. And it's like, because it's, you know, that's gonna to appeal to half the room and the other half is running and doing anything to let down your tires and block it. No, 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 no. And that, if someone's like that, like you see the, the good ones, people in the crowd are fucking furious. They got their arms folded and they're yeah. actually vindictive. They're like, I'm going <laughs> to the manager. I'm gonna stop them. I'm gonna stop it. You know, stop what you're saying. But um, yeah, probably. I'm sure there's generic mid-range fucking party poodles that say nothing that also make it. So who knows? Yeah, heaps, heaps. Especially in a small country like Australia, you know, where it's uh, it's so hard to forge your own audience, you know? Well, you know, the the, the big thing is uh, the, how far your market goes is the big sign. Do you know what I mean? Uh, if you can't go on a plane and land somewhere else and still hit with your comedy, then you've got big alarm bells mm -hmm. on what you're doing. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's entirely reliant on local references. It's well, if, it, if it's meant to be genuine, authentically funny, then you, you might have some tinkering to do, but you shouldn't then go, if you do a three-hour plane trip somewhere, to suddenly to have it stop working <laughs> means you've got some fundamental problems in what your ideas are because they should, they should apply to all humans if they're good, like the, if they're going to be great. Everyone should relate to these premises. Yeah, of course. Um, how was the rest of the teddy bear's picnic? Oh, mate, well, then the, the thing is once you divorce, no, there's, everything's joyless because all you do is see <laughs> happy couples. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of like the bitter um, lone shooter that's staring out at the happy lives. You see everyone. But aren't you, aren't you looking at them kind of going, this too shall pass, you know? Nah, man. I just see the sort of like, like watching um, kid movies, Spielberg movies, you know, those scenes where they're having breakfast and they zoom into the house and they're all laughing and giggling and dad's making pancakes. <laughs> I'm at the teddy bear picnic and I'm seeing a golden retriever co- collecting tennis balls and they're all clapping and laughing and clapping. Oh, Jimmy. Oh, he's so smart. Our Jimmy's bright. And I'm just sort of standing there fuming in the corner, enraged, just because I'm trapped out in the cold forever. <laughs> and every, every I thought you would have been sitting there going, I'm like looking at them. I mean, this will end. I know this will end. You're going to be miserable with me too. You yeah, know? yeah, man. But the thing is, it doesn't matter that it ends because... They are people that are currently in it. And that is the happiest place to be. Like, I know, I know it it's just this level of optimism I didn't uh, expect from no, you. No, but I'm just saying to you, like, they, they, that window where it's good is, is worth it. It's sort of, um, uh, Corey White does that, this bit in um, Melbourne, uh, the bit of, like, everyone says 50% of marriages divorce and everyone goes that mm. rate. But he's mm. like, yeah, you still got the, like, the, the wedding you got to like, you know what I mean? You got all the cake, mm. all your friends around there. You got to go to uh, Thailand. You were excited. You're pinching each other. Life couldn't get better. You're in there. You bought your first house. I'm like, even though it ends and it probably will for everyone, that mm. moment when you, you get the keys to your first fucking new house and there's a, a fucking golden retriever and a white picket fence <laughs> is still a great time. Even though two years later, you're basically done with a restraining order and you're never allowed back to see your kids. I'm like, you still, for a brief moment, thought that life held some swan song and there was some, there was some optimism in there. Do you know what I mean? It's like, just because you take ecstasy and then you have a three-day come down doesn't mean it wasn't worth it, right? It wasn't worth <laughs> yeah. being at the festival because you know that on Tuesday you'll be suicidal. It's like, well, it was still pretty sick at Future Music. <laughs> Just fucking dancing on top of a, a demountable toilet. Just woo-woo. And they go, come down from there. Come down. And you're like, I'm, I'm flying, chopper. Look at me. I'm flying. But you can get back there, man. You can, you can double drop again. No, and- no, because you know why? The, once you once you pierce through the veil and you've seen the Wizard of Oz on the bike, then you can never believe in it as much. So you're always a bit of a – there's a cynicism. Like it robs you. Uh, you know, it tarnishes it forever. You realise it's fool's gold. The first time, it's real gold. You don't think you had this? You didn't have the cynicism there uh, for the for the first relationship. Well, that's what I'm saying. The first one's real deal because you're like, you know, like you're listening to music, and it, I, I mean, this is a Jacques Barrett bit, so I got to stop trying to like crowbar <laughs> people's fucking material. <laughs> I can't do the bit. Here, I quoted it. I'm like, Jesus, what am I going to do? Just sub-reference everyone's uh, material. <laughs> I'm like, Jack's married bit. The first time it's real and then, um, then it's not. 
It's sort of like uh, your childhood. Like everything's Santa's real, Easter Bunny's real, and then your parents are divorced and nothing's real. And then it's like you sort of can phone it in for your kids, but Christmas is never <laughs> as good as when you believed in Santa Claus. Yeah. I just, yeah. But, okay, so you're... but. It seems weird that you have uh, enough cynicism to know that you'll never be happy again, but not enough cynicism that when you look at other happy people, you don't relish in the fact that they'll be unhappy soon. Dude, it's just uh, it's it's yearning nostalgia for what might have been the past, right? Right. It's like I can pretend to love Santa again, but it can never be as good as when your parents lied the fuck to you and you really thought that the world had endless abundant opportunities and there really was a magical man that would give you toys i mean that is such a great idea the truth is no one will give you shit in this place and the moment you realize that it was a massive lie just to give you a, a few smiles before you started your desk job it's fucking depressing and and then i can still get the joy of looking at my kids getting that joy even though I know that eventually someone will run a knife across that idea. Do you know what I mean? And it'll be over. <laughs> yeah. I still just like, I think, I, I think what I yearn for is the innocence before someone urinated in the white snow. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But then how many relationships did you have where you thought that, uh, where you had hope? I didn't have many relationships before because I'm, um, I'm such a bitter, hateful man and I, uh, people immediately annoyed me. It, 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 I was like, oh my God. Oh my God, this is, this can never, I, fucking hell, just the way you handed over the money. No, no, all abrupt. Do you know, I'm like, I hate the way you handle coins. I hate little things. I hated everything. I was like, no, nah, no one talks to me in that tone, buddy. Do you know what I mean? No one. I asked you to take out the bins. No, never. You know, and you would even just see it like, you know, early dates, just the way they interact with like the taxi driver. I'm like, I'm out. But you wouldn't say it to them. You're like, they'd be like, we told you, second left, thanks, mate. And I'm like, I'm out. Fuck, that'll be me yeah. eventually. That'll be me. I know. It's like, <laughs> we were very clear that you should take the northern underpass. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Eventually, that's going to be her telling me about the bins. I'm like, get the fuck away from me. The thing that got me into my relationship was probably um, drugs and alcohol abuse and being fucking half coherent. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I'm saying if I'd been sober, I probably would never have been in a relationship. Ever. <laughs> I got lulled into a party vibe. You know what I mean? Like, I lost all my... Um, my, my cognitive ability to be cynical. I was like, you, now the six pack, you. And then as, as I sobered up, do you know what the, the, the interesting idea that uh, I heard it mentioned on the Rogan thing, which was that girls, this is the theory that they've done some science behind, when they're on birth control, it shuts down yeah. their, um, have I done this on this? No, no, it's just that this is, uh, this is in Sex at Dawn as well, where you talk about the birth control is, a hormonal shift and so it's like when you're on birth control versus when you're not on birth control it's different people basically wanting different things yeah 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 and and the, th the thing was that they said biologically that uh people are only drawn sexually to certain people and it's something that's pre-wired from thousands of years and triggered by your birth cycles and whatnot this lure of what deer is the one that you would breed with and they sort of a pre-ordained thing but then by moving mm. the biochemical 
chemistry there, they say that it shuts it off. So you basically have no filter. And that this is the theory that a lot of these relationship troubles is because you're basically blo- you're driving with mud all over your windscreen. Like you've got this high level system that you know, like the, the this navigational system that would lead you intuitively to your soulmate or someone that you should biologically breed with. But by mm-hmm. not by switching off those chemicals, you basically mask that. So then you're just with anyone. And then what happens is this is why they reckon a lot of the marriages fall apart because you then marry, you come off birth control to start having kids and yeah. your biology kicks in and you're like, oh, no, no, this is a predator. Predator, this is a, or this yeah. is a lame deer. This thing's got a... Uh, I think that's usually the way, right, is that when on the birth, when the body thinks it's pregnant, it's easy to be attracted to uh, maybe someone who is not as... Uh, alpha or maybe you, you wouldn't be as compatible breeding with or whatever the thing is and then as soon as you're off the birth control your your instinct kicks in again and you're like i need this my my genetics goes with this where is it give me yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. i can't be with that limp leg forest gump that was bullying through yeah. high, primary school that guy's a loser i want to be with that fat stockbroker who's raging all you the time you need that broker that broker <laughs> because i can suppress it <laughs> and he became my fucking errand boy. Yeah. My yeah. errand boy. But yeah, so it's funny to think that that, that could be what's happening because like it, we just fuck around with chemistry the whole time, right? They throw it in there. No one's done any of the tests. And then these poor bastards sort of suddenly off birth control and realise they're living with a monster that they would mm. never have even got a drink with. And they're like, you can feel it early because they're suddenly like, oh my God, this guy disgusts me. Oh, you know what I mean? And it's like, I think it can trigger, who knows? I'm just saying like, who fucking knows? I think before you marry someone, you should uh, come off birth control for a while and just see what you think of them then. For sure. I mean, I think smell is a big one. Smell is like the ultimate genetic uh, sense, you know? Yeah. Because you, sometimes you'll meet someone, you go, oh, they're beautiful. They're wonderful. They make my heart sing. And then you get close to them and you go... (laughs) Oh no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's your body, it's your DNA screaming, this is your cousin. Don't fuck your cousin. You're fucking your cousin. Pheromones and you would, you would have it like, do you know what I love so much is your, your dog who's got a better sense of smell would know that you guys ha- should hate each other. He'd be like, I don't know oh, why yeah. these guys are banging. Do you know what I mean? He'd be on the mat just going like, these guys are, this is in fucking insane to me. Like these are basically separate species and they're, they're living in a house together and it, the, the dog probably knows immediately. Yeah, if one of these sperms breaks through, a fucking fish is coming out with teeth. That's, <laughs> that's the result of this. The dog's like, what the <laughs> fuck? Why is this girl banging this lame deer? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I have no respect for her. Like, she's, she's, her signals are so off. I can smell, you know, like, uh, I can smell that this guy's a bad, bad omen, man. Like, why well, I don't know what's... Do you know, because you, you don't even engage with that sense of... Um, biology or, or the idea that um there's things beyond you know like there's a, a sub chemistry or you know what i mean smells intuition no one even cares about that anymore because you don't need it because you're just in an office do you know it's the whole mm. thing of anxiety that anxiety was actually a, a pre-warning to protect you from predators like the anxious person was actually a great sentinel you know someone that would spot and sense and go no no we've got to move on from this guys and they'll be like you're right you're right but now you don't need that, right? Because you're just in a cubicle and you know what? You're all fucked. So you're like, oh, well, I'm anxious. And it's like, yeah, because we betrayed the human spirit and we shouldn't be just sitting in cubicles. And 
all these anxious people have got alarm bells going off like, you only live once, you only live once. We shouldn't be like this, we shouldn't be like this. And they're like, get on the mat, Stacey. It's fine, it's fine. I think that's a, I think that's a cautious person, but I, th- I think the like anxiety, for instance, is, is now just thousands of years of the abuse cycle happening over and over again. And you, like, you take these, these small uh, in, intuitions... Or mm. feelings or like you know this, oh this person has a proclivity, proclivity towards this yeah. and you reinforce them over and over and over and over again through like selective breeding and through like genetic mutation and just reinforcement and you go from having someone who in a jungle scenario would be good at going oh we i think we've been here for a while i feel like we should move on yeah. to someone who is sitting there going did i leave did i turn the lights off i don't know if i turned the lights off i was thinking about oh, the lights yeah, before yeah, and sure. it's like that's a that's a such an exaggerated version of that from thousands of generations but you know what the thing was because there was so much danger there you could just keep crying wolf and then if you were just right one in ten times, people would go like, fuck, that wolf guy's got a good judgment. It's like like the coronavirus shutdown. You just cry wolf, shut down. Like, we don't know if it worked or if we needed to, f- how, how flat this fucking curve needs to be. No one's asked. But whoever blew the rape whistle is the winner because at the end of the day, now if it doesn't unfold as bad, we'll never really know if it would have been that bad. But you, there's just hero status. He alerted us. He alerted us to the danger. <laughs> but who knows? Who really knows whether we needed to be... I don't know. I don't want to get involved in politics, but yes, I do. <laughs> no, but I'm saying to you, like, I'm saying we will never really know whether whether it was warranted i think we will though because we can look at other countries and see how fucked it is yeah 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 but we're 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 what what is at the moment we've had a switch in what we're focused on right death rates was everything now it's infection rate which is irrelevant uh they, they just subtly flipped the graph it used to be like sweden sweden this is my idea check sweden check sweden did nothing check what how they go check their death rate don't worry about uh, how many people are infected. Look at their death rate and just uh, just mull that over and look at uh, the, the the final impact. Like that was the place. What was their death nothing. rate? Well, it was statistically in line with all of ours, except ours haven't been fully realised because no one's, uh, not everyone's got it yet, which is inevitable. They're all going to get it, so they'll end up at the same position, but without economic impact. I mean, they did have five or five thousand. Wait, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. They had 100,000 cases and 5,900 deaths. Yeah, yeah, wrong number. Wrong number. Cases mean shit. Yeah, no, no, listen, that's what I'm saying. They had 107,000 cases and 5,900 deaths. Yeah, so tiny. 5,000 on their population's immaterial. 100,000. They had 100,000 cases, man. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, but cases doesn't matter, man. Who cares who had the cold? It's irrelevant. Cases are... What do you mean it's irrelevant? Oh, we're talking about the death versus infection rate, aren't we? I'm saying saying to you that the only stat that matters, which was the big fear that people were going to die from this, cases is not a valid metric to measure. I know, but the deaths that they've had, the deaths that they had are exactly in line with our number of deaths. Yeah. But they had more cases. Yeah, because they didn't shut down. So everyone's got it now. We will eventually have the same case rate. but they no, they didn't have every they didn't they didn't have everyone get it. They only had one hundred and seven thousand people get it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that's tiny, man. Sw- how many people live in Sweden? Yeah, yeah. Well, what I'm saying to you, they had no lockdown. Okay, well, 
That we- seems ridiculous because they have 10 million people and they had 100 million cases. <laughs> Sorry, 100,000 cases. 100,000 cases for 10 million people. They, 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 didn't, they didn't bother with it. Like, people didn't go into hospitals, so it's not even a fair metric. They just ignored it. <laughs> I mean... Uh, what I'm saying to you... What I'm saying to you is, look, I don't want to get into the semantics of it and have a fight with everyone and make everyone listening angry. Lockdown, I don't give a fuck. I'm just saying to you, you get to do what you do in nature and blow the whistle. But I, I'm just saying to you that be cognizant of what metric matters. And yes, flattening the curve is important because you don't want that uh, burden on the health system. That's an idea and that does make sense. Sweden was better equipped, better health system, so they didn't have to bother mm-hmm. it because they had enough ventilators because mm-hmm. they got a good social system, so it's already equipped. Yep. So they could monitor mm-hmm. that number and not do it. We, on the other hand, have been borrowing from Peter to pay Paul, so there's probably only three ventilators in all of the US and four there. The rest has been put into tobacco and fucking oil (laughs) things. All I was saying was that if you call it early and you play cautious and then things work out safe, you're always a hero. So there's really no point in taking a risk on this topic because like Boris did when it went bad, you're fucked. So I was just, yeah. it was just that idea. I'm not talking about Corona. I don't know enough. I, I'm like, maybe we should have flattened it. I'm just saying it was unusual to me that it started off as flattening and it started off initially about talking about death rates and then sta- sta- just one day I woke up and it was cases and no one seemed to ask about what had happened, like why we were using a different metric. It's like where, you know what I mean? Like you, you yeah. measure your happiness by how many times you come and then suddenly you measure your ta- happiness how many times you went to the library. I'm like, that, well, why did the metric change? That's all I'm asking. Why change the metric? <laughs> well, because no, you're worried about preventing deaths, right? And you can't go, well, we've got no deaths. And they go, okay, well, how are we going to prevent the deaths? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so why, but I'm saying, why did the media jump to a different metric? It's dangerous. Like... The, the, the reality is the only metric... Because you can't go, because you can't go, we want to prevent deaths, but we have no metric to measure how to prevent the deaths. You, you measure by deaths when you've got deaths. If you're yeah. trying to prevent the deaths, then you measure by a different metric. Man, you are a stockbroker, brother. You should be like this. Of course you do this. Okay, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You're no, extrapolating no. data to figure out other data all day. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand. So, so do the link. Do the link. Cases. Yeah. Uh, Sweden stopped measuring cases. But uh, their main output is the fact that almost everyone there would have had it by now because they didn't lock down, right? So 5,000 is the output. That's the final outcome of this equation. So the rest is irrelevant. The outcome is 5,000 versus their population was the final death rate, which shows you the full eventuality of a non-lockdown situation. So that is your working model. As a stockbroker, yeah. that is the <laughs> model of the causation of this disease, and and no one's no one's considering that. I'm saying to you that causations retrospectively go and look at it, Sweden, and those co- the the number of cases will go through the roof to match, and you'll realise that it pretty much swept through the whole place. Apply right. that. What I'm saying to you statistically, look at Sweden at their their deaths versus cases and then go in there now and spend money and see how many people actually had it and show that they had it and it passed through right. unharmed and that is you, that I is your best that's your best example of the f- true impact of coronavirus on a world population that could be applied across we don't have any metrics because we're all inside hiding behind curtains just staring out as the global economy burns so i mean it's a good move it's a great move do you know that th- the thing that fucking <laughs> i've got in g'd up on this do you know the, the, the metric that no one's looked at starvation 
death, poverty in third world. Those numbers eclipse anything that's ever happened in coronavirus. No one's going to yeah. look at how much they balloon out because of the global economy tanking. Like how many people will now be below the, the basic living wage that die now? I mean, th those numbers are probably will probably triple in the next three years, quadruple. I know, but you can keep pulling back curtains, man. You can keep pulling them back forever. It's like we talked about episodes ago. We, th this has proven that we don't need money and that nothing happens if you stop. And I don't want to jeep. I don't want to annoy people because do you know what? Like everyone's feeling like a hero now because we all engaged in uh, the rhetoric and uh, the, the, <laughs> the, the 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 agenda of government, and we're all like slapping each other on the back with our masks on. I'm just saying and i'm not saying it's true i'm just saying there is conceivably always more to an argument than just what comes out in your paper just worth worth dismiss it get angry with me i'm sure i've annoyed people right now that are fuming going like this fucking <laughs> fucking dickhead this chart and yelling shit back i'm just saying that they they in as with any discourse and and, and discussion there is uh, merit to to consider other examples just to work out because the question is when do we come out of lockdown what's the fucking plan there's no vaccine there's no vaccine so what's the plan i think after after the planes have stopped uh, well, because they stopped spreading it through chemtrails now because the planes have all stopped. So soon ah, yeah, yeah. they won't... Uh... <laughs> Man, there must be some conspiracy nut jobs out there who are fucking fuming that COVID-19 has stopped plane travel because now the chemtrails are gone and they don't know what to blame COVID on. Oh, mate, I love it. <laughs> Do you know what I've realised is I should never have spoken about COVID then. We've lost so many listeners that would be enraged. <laughs> this was a silly topic. It's not worth no, it. It's fine. like it's like doing liberal labor topic. You know, it's just always going to be lead to tears. No, it's fine, and it will make people angry. Man, I had a thought. What instead of having because uh, they're always talking about how we don't have enough ventilators and how that's the fair. Why not just one giant ventilator? You know that we hook everyone up to. Oh well, that's like a that's what you need, man. Like a tr slop trough at a farm for well, the pigs. Well, yeah, that's the thing, man. We the, the make the whole world a ventilator. Just pump it. We've got that ozone hole and you can attach it in there and you can just pump air in. You know how they have those huge, uh, man, you might have even had one at the teddy bear's picnic. Those big multicolored circular like circus tent things that the, the, you all stand around and you wave it up and then you, you, you crash it back down and like the kids run through it while it's, while it's huge. Oh, mate, that's what yeah, you Yeah, so man, hook some, hook some tubes up to that and pump the oxygen in through <laughs> the giant circus Fuck, tent. mate, that'd be perfect. Dude, I went too serious on the COVID thing. It's really unsettled <laughs> this pod. Do you know what's interesting as well is like it's really br brought attention to our inbreeding. You know, like when you've got a farm and you just breed the same sheep over and over and over and over because we don't have any um, survival of the fittest or any genetic uh, barrier. Like we're just picking semen from a uh, someone comes off in a bucket. We pick it up randomly, put one in, and IVF a child. We don't know what the fuck. We don't know about any sort of um, natural selection. Doesn't exist anymore. Like it's just showing how how ripe we are for a total wipeout. Like do you know what I mean? Like as in like we're not. There's not a, enough genetic variation in humans anymore. Like we could be totally fucked. We get wiped out. Like the Spanish flu killed millions, but then the people who were left over were resilient to the Spanish flu. 
Well, that's the thing because there's a sad thing when you're an Irish family back in the day and you have eight and three die, but those were the three weak ones, man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you make, you make, yeah. you get five that then recreate and recreate. And then when Corona hits, they're like, what Corona? They're just wandering around with no mask. And then, you know what I mean? This is what happens when you stop thinking of uh, like technological progress as part of uh, our evolution as well. You know, mm. like if you had an ant farm and you saw the ants begin to build a wall, say, to yeah. keep out termites that were coming to steal the ant farm, you wouldn't be like, these ants are cheating. They're not letting them kill the yeah, weak yeah, ones yeah, off yeah. because they've got a wall. You'd be like, wow, these ants have built a wall. That's fucking sick. But we've built medicine, you know? That's a diversity right there. The diversity is that we have the ability to stop diseases. Dude, well, this is the, under, this is the thing, right? If you work at Apple... And you you get uh, an iPhone that looks like uh, looks like a dildo. It's a, you know what I mean, or it's fucked up. You throw it in the bin, but uh, we don't. We put that out, and someone has to fucking try ring, make phone calls on it for the rest. Of, you know what I mean? Like we, there's, <laughs> uh, it's weird that we don't apply that uh, the technology. You know that, and that, because obviously we've got compassion for people, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, yeah. That's a big thing. But then, then this is all into the idea, right? Because as we get dumber. And yet they always talk of um, everyone's voting now. So we're just voting and voting more and more. It's become like vote Pedro uh, in Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, Make all your dreams come through. And it's like (laughs) basically no one has any understanding of macroeconomics or any implications. They're just smoking darts at the front of their caravan. And um, they're all, there's a million dildos that people are now trying to use as phones and these motherfuckers mm. are all voting and it's there, it's, it all ties into our thing, the end of Rome, man. It's coming, dude. It's coming. Well, I thought we would have had more, I mean, we, obviously there is some, like genetic screening. Um, uh, dude, we're talking about eugenics. We, we were right near in like, Hitler's, Hitler's fucking I know, but we, do, but we do, like, yeah, eugenics is a, is a horrible uh, connotation to it, but we do use but we do use eugenics, right? Already we use eugenics because you go in and you get an ultrasound and they go, oh, look, this one's pretty twisted. And then they show you a picture of a fucking rabbit in there and you go, oh, yeah, maybe this isn't the one, you know? They do do that. They don't just keep them. Do they? What do you mean? How does that work, man? You might know more than I. What do you mean? Like, if you go in, if you go in for an ultrasound early days, and they go, "This one's," they they tell you, "This one's fucked up." Yeah. And then and then and then you sort it out, right? Like it's that one gets put through a fucking blender. No, 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 no. They 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 actually can do total scans over everything, but there's only a few that have been legally allowed to be told to really? people. So basically, what would happen? I would imagine, like, they do that, the scan, right? Yeah. And there would probably, like, a thousand lights would go, ding, 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 he's a ginger, he's fucking 5'7", <laughs> ding, ding, ding. But they were like, legally, we can't tell them any of this. He's got a small dick, he's got a club foot. But they, they've actually, they would have full working knowledge. They would have the whole readout. But there's only a few that have been legally allowed to be dispensed to uh, c- consumer. Do you know what those are? Well, I think it's like uh, you you know what I mean, like uh, that that the hole in the spine one, the fucking yeah. uh, Down syndrome, um, like real yeah, really chronic re- really chronic ones, very chronic conditions. You can't do the designer baby, and then you wonder like, 
Do you know, if you got away from your ego, would you rather just mm. Nick Natanui banged some model and just gave you like something that could, you, you know, you're like, well, fuck. <laughs> you know, eventually my son might play in the AFL. Like, it's going to be pretty cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, or do you want your dumb cunt genetics where you're like, oh, fucking going to be a fat stockbroker? Like, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, when you think about it, like if you could get away from your ego, it's like, imagine if celebrities could sell their semen. People would pay so much money. Well, I did think that by this point, it's tw- well, it's twenty twenty, almost twenty twenty one, and there's. I thought designer babies would have been oh, in vogue from like oh five. They were talking about it in two thousand. Man, I remember them saying like, "Oh, soon you're going to be able to go in, and is it is it going to be right or wrong or moral to to uh, alter a baby in utero and and create the perfect kid?" Oh well, dude, they can do CRISPR now. They can do CRISPR now, which is always hard edit. They can actually edit the DNA. So they can edit out uh, genetic problems. Like they can change yeah, it. Yeah, but they don't, they don't do it, man, and it's weird. They don't bother. You know what, you know what I realised? Like that will be the next level of, you know how at the moment you have meet and greets with a famous person and then you have uh, OnlyFans where you can watch them have sex or show their boobs. <laughs> Eventually, celebrities will just sell their semen online and you can just basically <laughs> impregnate it. I'd do it if I got a big profile and everyone wanted it. I'd be like, become like Genghis Khan. <laughs> I want to have like, uh, you know, you leave and you're like, you have an agreement, you don't have to fund it. And you're like, when you die, you go like, you know what was amazing? I had 1.7 million kids in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, it's so good. And then then when Corona hits, we're really going to die because everyone's a fat fucking uh, nihilistic uh, uh, stockbroker that's not really happy. Man, I'm still reeling from this coronavirus thing. It's all right. Genghis Khan has, what, 8% of people uh, across 16 different populations in Asia are descendants of Genghis Khan. That's so sick, dude. Why wouldn't you be like that if you were, you know, if you were Dave Chappelle? It's like you could have a family unit. Or you could have a family unit in every city you ever went to. You go like, look, you're going to be my local wife. There's kids, so you can go along to the teddy bears picnic. When you're as far as Perth, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go and catch up with my family. And there's a house there and you rock up and you're like, how are they all going? And then you never have to feel away from home. You've just got uh, transitionary families everywhere. And you're just... You're related to everybody. And they just yell, daddy's home. Sorry, I haven't been here in five years. You know, I had a mental health breakdown, but um, I missed you guys. How are you going in school? Jeff, how are you going to school, Jeff? But you know what? I'm still fucking reeling because when you poked some holes back in that coronavirus thing, it's like you're only as good as the information you got. So, like, look, I made my conclusions on that, but I don't know if I had enough throughput to actually talk about it. So I regret I regret yeah. going hard on it because, to be honest, I've only been driven by emotion and not information on that one. <laughs> I just lashed out because I'm sick of being locked down. Don't refer to the facts because I think the facts the facts that Wolfie was spouting are dubious at best, but the sentiment and what yeah, it yeah. implied, the implied values of Andrew Wolf are way more important than the actual words. Think about a person like like any human. Why do you need the facts? I feel claustrophobic and I'm lashing out. Who gives a fuck? Who needs detail? That's right. Like a cornered dog. He's angry. He doesn't need to read anything about it. Well, I'm just sick of not being able to travel and wander around. And you know what, Wolfie? It is 2020 and no one can deny you your feelings. It's a really important part of this whole generation and shift in perception and attitude, you know? Yeah, well, they can deny you it, man. Everyone's in lockdown. And you know what's so good is um, some people have limited time left. So, like... 
no one knows how long they've got. So some some people might only live the percentages that's been stolen. What are we a year? A year stolen from your life now? I mean, I wouldn't have described it as being stolen because I've had a pretty good time. Well, there's people right now with an undiagnosed melanoma that will probably die in six months and this was their last <laughs> run. And you had to sit behind a curtain because McGowan said, nah, you can't do it. And I'm like, you would have you would have probably liked to romp around and have some cocktails, but like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that decision has been made for the greater good and good on them. No, man, you can drink at home, brother. You know, you can drink at home. These aren't problems, man. Who knows, man? Like, we're going to have to delete the coronavirus no, we're keeping it. We're doubling down on it. Um, all I was going to say is if you are genetic engineering to the point where you're just modifying DNA like you would a fucking character, like a sim, yeah. you know, is it really your kid anymore anyway? Does it matter? Like you could pump anyone's spermies in there and, and fuck around with it until it looks however you want it to look. Yeah, dude, I think that's that's what you should do, you know, when you've got a sugar daddy. It's like they did it in the royal family all the time. You're like... There's no way some of those strapping young royals would ever have existed if there wasn't the stable man that was just boning her at the same time and it was a battle <laughs> of sperm. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of... I'm sure all those Weasley kings, there was definitely uh, skips and the farm boy was creating the baby. I mean, people aren't dumb. you, you got Napoleon, he's a little midget and then his kid's probably a strapping six-foot... Uh, three black boy do you know what i mean like you know what i mean like why would why wouldn't you if you you married like rupert murdoch of course you'd try give him a kid but you would also let your gym instructor have a crack as well hey like do you know what i mean he's not gonna know man it's one of the theories on the shape of the human penis is that it is uh the head is sort of flared the way it is because it it's it sucks sperm out you know what i mean like every thrust it's it's kind of like an inverse vortex uh where where it pulls sperm down the tubes oh what so it's so 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 it's actually trying to unplug the toilet from the guy before yeah kind of because the because the uh obviously the working model that people uh subscribe to is that humans are like monogamous creatures right Mm. but then there's this whole maybe humans are actually more like bonobos which is more polyamorous and one of the biological uh i guess indicators of that is the fact that the 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 dick is made to plunge out the sperms of the previous guy it's interesting to know where monogamy and and where that came from because it's not it's not it's a new idea like do you know it didn't exist always in society yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of people argue that it was, it's like, oh, it's inherent, you know? And then they point to this, some fucking weird fish that mates for life or something or a penguin or whatever. Um, and then, uh, or, or I think chimps. Um, but then, like, chimp, yeah, yeah. chimps and bonobos are very, very different. And it seems like we have a lot in common with bonobos, but it's not really talked about. Dude, 100%. And it was probably just the king who's like 5'7", uh, real small man, do you know, and, and feels threatened. <laughs> So he just tries yeah. to lock people down because there's no CCTV, so he can't monitor the stables. So he just creates this religion and this idea that you mate for life because otherwise, basically, you can never sleep at night because if people didn't yeah. mate at night, you'd just be like, hey, just offer a, a drink with the girls and you'd be like, you can't, you can't. I have to come out with a sword. I've got to, <laughs> you know what I mean? I've got to fight. I'm like, you know what I mean? It would just be chaos would reign because you'd just be like, people would be banging everywhere and it would just be no stability you'd be like the king's like where's my wife and she's gone she's gone she's banging someone else you know so all over the, the there'd be no structure or stability 
the idea is that sort of like the agricultural revolution and the idea of private property sort of ascribed uh, uh, a value to a vagina, you know, and yeah. monogamy and having a one party because it's like, oh, well, my kids and instead of it being the village's kids or our kids or whatever. And then before that, uh, before the introduction of private property and these uh, yeah, like new systems and ways of thinking, it's like... It, why would why would there be monogamy? It doesn't really make any sense if you're just hanging out on a rock. It makes total sense because, like, um, people will risk it all for love and then if they didn't have this societal pressure that it's just one person... Do you know, you mm. see it all the time when they abandon a family or they suddenly chase a girl to France who's left. Mm. I'm like, if it was totally acceptable to do that, people would just be pulling over the freeway and just trying to like, you know what I mean? Hook up with it. Where was he at work? And he's like, he ended up just following a Hyundai home and he's, he's trying to bang this girl. You know what I mean? Like no one would be yeah. able to, because people are like masturbating a couple of times a day and every impulse would be like, why, why didn't he come back to the cubicle? Oh, he's, 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 gone off and boning someone you know down at near rio tinto you know what i mean like you would the, the the fact that you can end up getting stability and control your sexual urges allows you to be regulated if there was mis- ma- no monogamy like it would just be a free-for-all you would it'd be so hard to keep people uh on uh, in line there are some uh, like some villages and societies like small societies that are centered around polyamory and uh like there's one there's one where the whole the whole house is set up so that the women sleep in a separate room and they have their own entrance so they can come and go at night as they please um it's like everything's sort of based around that because they've sort of accepted that people love to bust and that we should be able to bust as much as we want with whoever we want which is so, so so sick man like, what more do you want, really, than to, like, go out in the morning, catch a couple fish, come home, and then fuck all your girlfriends? <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Like, the, the rules have never applied to the upper echelon. They've always operated like that. Do you know what I mean? The king of England yeah. just basically did do that. He was like, there's no way. I'm the king. Are you kidding? They have a million <laughs> girlfriends, uh, some slave girl in the paddock. It's whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's just whatever they want to do. But I'd be so interested, man, in seeing the um, DNA, the DNA of uh, in the royal, you know, the jumps, and just see the stable boys suddenly make an outside runner, just a hundred to one horse, and suddenly the the king of England. Because you know what I mean? It must have happened so often. Do you know what I mean? It's very unlikely there was um, that people were monogamous and, and and that it was true, true to marriage. It's just a free for all. So even the idea of where they all sort of like, oh, the royal family in England, you know, these privileged fucks that just do nothing. I'm like, <laughs> if you actually flick through it, it's probably been a, about different, a hundred different family uh, trees have merged into that one without anyone even knowing. How great would it be if you could go back and get them asleep on the uh, on the desk at English and get that drool into a, into a little vial and send it off to 23andMe, man? I would love it to get, like, Prince Harry, but what I'd like to do more than that is dig up all the bones and just blow mm. apart the entire royal family where they'll just be like, what the fuck? Where's this fucking DNA come from? And it would just basically... They must know that. They must have that in archives, right? There's no way that they don't They haven't track. done it, dude. They haven't... There's no way they've run the DNA. No one's done Ancestry.com. I reckon internally they have, man. I reckon internally they know every misstep for every member. Maybe, but they they know now 
But I'm saying to you, retrospectively, you could dig up bones and basically know all the truth and go like, well, <laughs> this isn't pri uh, uh, Prince Charles is semen. Like, what the fuck? This is another, yeah. this is this family and that family. I, I think that would be the best uh, Netflix is um, Ancestry.com running back through the royals and then basically just exploding it all. And at the end of it, they go like, well, royal family's totally meaning this because you're related to about 800 different families. And I like, get the fuck out of that castle, you fuckhead, and go and get a job. We don't give a fuck about... Even the idea of royal family is offensive to me, man, because we've moved so beyond hierarchy and it's all, a, you know, this class system. It's like everyone starts... They don't really start equal because it's like rich dad, rich son. But I'm like, everyone mm -hmm. starts and everyone gets a fair go. And just to elevate someone on just this bullshit, like kids, you know, it's just adults playing dress up. I'm like, what, what is this fucking idea of royal family? It's insane to me. It's believing in fairy tales. What do you think about the economics of it now? Just simply as a, as a math equation and nothing else. Well, it's, it, look, to be honest, the, the, the mass is meant to add up. It's meant to be yeah, like... Yeah, because it's, it's the Windsor family owns all of these estates and, and basically they gave them to the public uh, and to England. But also their tourism dollar exactly. to go see them. The amount of money that they generate is, uh, is astronomical compared to what they get paid. I challenge you this. Do, do you need uh, that inbred queen waving or could you just have an actor? Like it could just be like Disneyland. Like does Mickey Mouse actually have to be some genetically the real <laughs> deal or do you give a fuck? Or can you just go well, to... Well, man, I guess do you like, do you... you it's their land, right? That they're leasing. So it's like, I guess in in twenty years, it's like, is it okay if we just install a puppet Andrew Wolf? Well, that's what uh, I'm saying. And to then you. we steal your, uh, like, yeah, your kid's fortune. You know what I mean? It's not really their land because. Um, well, yeah, we could take it back. We could always take it back. You can always reclaim private property with the with the government and an well, army. But the whole thing is their land, and then you've got to you got to work out well, is it your land? You came from Germany and you stole it. You came from France, you stole it. Where does it begin? Like the reality is there've been so many flips overs. So I'll be like, actually, actually, German, the Normandy. Uh. Man, I, don't, I do not think that you and I are in a position to be talking about stolen land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, but I'm not trying to talk about stolen land, but I'm saying like the argument they always say is the royal family is fine. Let them be the tourism dollar. I'm like, fucking hell, dude. Like, uh... They, whatever, they're dating reality stars, doing whatever. Do you, does anyone really give a fuck when you consider the genetics if there really is? I mean, just hire a group of actors like you do Santa at the fucking mall to play the role of royal family and we can all go, this is what it used to be like. It's like Madame Tussauds. I wouldn't give a fuck if the queen was uh, a candle and a bit of wax. Who gives a shit? You don't need her. I would prefer to know that she's fucking scrubbing floors somewhere out the front of, back of Starbucks I would love... I know, but then what do you do with the land? Well, it's crown land, dude. It's for everyone. I know, but that's what I'm talking about. This, this, the land that they actually... You give it back to everyone. No, no, but that's the thing. They came to the party and said, we will create... This, is, this can be crown land. Have yeah. our estates. You pay us a retainer. And their retainer is less than what they generate from that land already. Okay. So it's like... Then we're talking about the... like redistribution of wealth and it's like okay well we well that, that's a great that's a great idea but then but then if we're gonna if we're gonna honor the old system then i should be able to challenge that so i should be able to get marauding mates with guns and say well we yeah. will overpower you because that's how it used to work as well we're well, gonna raid can. the fences no one's 
No, but I'm saying to you, if we want to play old school ideas that how did they get it? By fucking force. They got it by force. Yes. So yeah. if you want to keep it, keep it by force, fuckheads. You can't just buy some moral responsibility. They will, though. That's what I'm saying, man. They will. Because they, they, they enact coups in small nations all the time. All, all you have to do is coup. If you coup and take over the government, you win, brother. I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the royal family in England. I know. That's what I'm saying. If you go there and go to England and you fucking get enough people behind you, you can take that back, brother. You to, you can, no one can stop you. But I'm saying to you, <laughs> I, basically what they've done, it's like musical chairs and then they did Barley's and it stopped on them and now they sort of benefit and pay from it. I'm like, the, f- yeah. the fair game should be like, well, if you wear a crown and you get to live on some royalty, well, then that means I should be able to potentially push a sword into the Queen's heart and take the crown. <laughs> I mean, if yeah. either, either we're playing, are we playing dress up from the past or we're playing reality? <laughs> you, you choose, fuckhead. Because I'm coming with a sword over that fence and I'm going to pour tar in your son's head, uh, burning tar. If we're going to play old dress-ups and we're playing cops and robbers like kids, then I sh- it should be able to forcefully take him. But it's not how it works, right? It's just, it's in mothballs. It's a fucking museum. But there's uh, people in the back, these weird sort of uh, Mickey Mouse from like Disneyland characters that seem to get paid. It's Pluto. From Disney, but he gets paid millions and millions of dollars to play the role of Pluto. An idea. He's probably not even related. Then half of them aren't even related if you look back through their ancestry.com. I'm like, just fucking get someone to dress up as Snow White at Buckingham Palace and people would love it more than this old bitch that you wouldn't even put on a coin anymore. Have you noticed? The coins, they don't update her face anymore. She looks like a raggedy Ann. I'm like, make what she looks like right now my 20 cent piece. I want to see this fucking wrinkled pile of shit with that, you know, like looks like a fucking meshed in uh, whatever. Put that on the coin. Why don't they keep updating the coins is a question for you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that I want to find, like, man, I'm cool with whatever. Like, if we, we, like, let's take land back, let's do whatever. But I want a working model across the whole thing because I, we should be able to do the same thing with Channel 9, man. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, if it applies to the Royals, it applies to Channel 9 too. And you and I can go in there and we can cut the throat of whoever the fuck is running Channel 9 at the moment. And then we run Channel 9. I've always talked at these rise ups. But, you know, it's just thinking then, <laughs> imagine the Queen. Every year, few years they updated her face on the coin and she, they would, she'd be in denial and they'd be like, no, no, you're not getting old. You're not getting old. And then there would have been one year where they go like, oh, yeah, no, you know, we're done with the coin update. Yeah, we don't need you to sit down for the – we've actually uh, – we have got this one already. She comes <laughs> in and she's got like a, a pig with lipstick on it just dying like a corpse with a fucking makeup on. And they're like, no, you look lovely, <laughs> Queen Lizzie. You look amazing. You know, you, you look yeah. like the day you were born. And she sort of staggers in after, I, I think she drinks every day, half cut. <laughs> and they're like, dude, if we put you on the currency, it actually d- it deflates. Like we lose 20% of value of the great British crown. Your face would actually tank our currency. Okay. So fucking we, we're keeping it as the old photos. Do you know what I mean? Have you seen yeah. they haven't updated the Queen's... Fu- why, why would you, man? Why would you? Why would you keep updating? Because it's hilarious. It's hilarious. I want to eventually see it. There, a, a photo with her open corpse and put that on the coin. Just a skull. I'd love to see a, the, the Queen's skull on there after she goes. They, like, they still won't give it to... Is it Charles next in line? They still won't give it to him? Oh, that's what's <laughs> so funny. 
This is the moment when the royal family dies and, and the idea dies, is the moment Queen Lizzie's gone. Obviously, mm. Harry's even bailed it because he'd rather be on Love Island and reality TV, so he's fucking fucked it off. But the moment <laughs> when Charles has to get his face on the coin will be the moment that <laughs> the world wakes up to how dumb it is when they sort of itch on that fucking weird sort of uh, mad... Mad Magazine with his funny ears and they start scratching that onto your one pound piece and our dollar over here and they'll be like, you know what, enough with the royal family. <laughs> they, can you think that in the next 20, 30 years that she's going to die and then Charles' his face is going to go on our currency? Can you see that ever happening? That's never going to happen. <laughs> no one's going to deal with that. It does seem No insane. one can swallow that. I respect the royal family for... Uh sort of what you were saying before, like the musical chairs thing, where every other uh, royal family failed because they um, they tried to hold on to power. Yeah, they got challenged. Well, yeah, they, well, no, no, not even... Yeah, they, they got challenged, right? They, they put themselves in a position to be knocked down from. Yeah. The royal family uh, went, okay, look, we've seen the writing on the wall. We have... An, we've got an agreement. How about this? And they went... That sounds good. Good agreement. Like they negotiated their way out of the stocks, which should be respected. They had a stockade. They were locked in and they managed to negotiate and say like, look, we'll give you this. But do you not find it patronising? Like even just the stuff that they do, man. Like Prince Harry, when they said he was in Afghanistan or in one of the wars, and it's like a war reenactment, you can see like eight helicopters behind him and he's having an interview and he's like, you hear, ba 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 ba, and he goes, I've got to go. I've got to go. And you know, like, it's exactly like that episode we did last where they're filming the kid in Ethiopia with the... Yeah. I'm like, yeah. he runs off and goes, sorry, I've got to interrupt this interview. Fight's broken out. And then you run and you, it's in slow motion, like chariots of fire. There's 900 <laughs> ca cameramen around him and he's like, he's like Braveheart. You'll never take my freedom. And he's actually in a fucking inside... Uh, uh, a, an army camp that's totally safe There's nothing happened I'm like, Don't patronise me and think that this ginger fuck Has been put in any peril ever And then to, to, to patronise you And show footage They showed footage of him in war combat And he was acting like Gotta go, gotta go Oh yeah, that's what we need A fucking inbred loser He's gonna save the day, is he? A guy, a guy from Eton A privileged little fuckhead That grew up on uh, Swan Oh, he's gonna be a warrior, isn't he? Oh, blood in the water I want Harry out there To fucking solve this uh, Rubik's Cube don't forget the royal black hawk with the royal uh, the royal sunscreen for Ginger Harry, so he can get through his day without burning to a crisp. <laughs> Mate, that's the thing. He's got it. There's probably a helicopter hovering above above him to protect him from the sunlight. Something that could be actually fighting. <laughs> and the whole time, as he walks around, there's a helicopter with nine guns and eight people in the helicopter with rifles to protect him. And they're like, "Why you fly above him? Oh, he's he's a bit." Uh, sensitive to sunlight so we have to <laughs> we have to use one of our, our main fighter fighter heli what are they called the fucking black hawks or whatever yeah where yeah. he's actually been assigned to prince harry's sun care wasn't lizzie uh fixing cars in world war ii or something as well mate they never wasn't that her i'll thing? give you a hot tip they didn't ever i know just but just imagine having to teach her that you know like she's in there she's like all right like look this is the the black bet that's the that's the tire. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the <laughs> dude. They teach you everything. 
And she, she'd just be like, wouldn't understand it, the car. Then she'd be saying, my stomach feels weird. And they'll be like, oh, you, you actually need a shit. Normally someone's a peasant has to suck that out with a pipe. You're not even aware of your own fucking digestive tract because you're so privileged. She'd be like, what's going on? What's going on? Oh, you need a shit. I, I don't normally deal with that. A servant sucks it out during my dreams when I'm lying on my fucking silk pillows. They suck it out with a snorkel. She probably doesn't even poo, man. Although the idea of a drill sergeant screaming that's not a fucking 10 mil in her face is very funny. Oh, mate, but it's all a PR <laughs> exercise because I, I would just love, like, if it was not a PR exercise, then I want to see one of those little those, those uh, little assholes in a body bag. I'm like, I want, the, I want people to actually see it flown back because it must have. Statistically, with the death rates and some of the wars that they attended... One must have got pinged. I mean, Diana couldn't even fucking drive to France without dying. These guys are in a war-torn <laughs> yeah. country and they come back unscathed. Where's the PTSD, Harry? There's no impact. You've had no impact. <laughs> Most of the other people from war are now fucking alcoholics bashing, bashing their wife, wandering around talking about 5G conspiracy theories because they can never be the same again. Harry is out on fucking Love Island. A celebrity star, he, he's had no physical or mental impact from war. Tell me anyone else that's actually going to war that's ever the same again. These people just stare yeah. out on a balcony drinking fucking hard spirits and just going like, I shouldn't have gone. Life's meaningless. I mean, they have made war easier, it seems, you know. Like, you're not as, it's not close combat. There's less of that thousand-yard stare. You're not being shelled. It's kind of, you're in the distance You've got a sniper rifle, you pick a couple of them off and they make a movie about you and you get to go home and drink a lot. Well, this is it, dude. It's now going to be all AI, like those little uh, those uh, dogs that look like uh, computers running around killing things. And I'm like, then yeah. you've got... Oh, the Boston Dynamics dog. Yeah, this is the thing. you got the Boston <laughs> Dynamic dog and then they're trying to kill your humans. Theirs are trying to and then it'll eventually dogs fighting and then you go, well, it's just com- technology fighting. So then it's like, well, you basically just unzip your fly and see who's got the bigger technology logical dick like there's no point in even competing well this has already happened man except that the other side doesn't have the dogs and we've installed they've installed xbox controllers into military craft for like drone control because uh, people are so familiar with xbox controllers it's easier to use that than teach them how to use a new system the whole the whole idea of call of duty was to lower your um empathy for other human beings that so the whole it was it was created to make you war ready so you could just slaughter people and eventually what it will be is war will just be my son playing thinks he's playing grand theft auto he thinks he's playing call of duty but it's actually a real war and he's just ripping through uh villages slashing burning and it's like dad i got four thousand points i'm like no you actually took out afghanistan man like you're fucking part of the army that's the plot of uh, it was an Ender's Game where they get all the autistic kids who are really good at strategy and they put them through this training camp uh, and they teach them how to like they're controlling spaceships with their hands and stuff and they're like whoosh, 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 oh, sending them man. everywhere. It's like a real time strategy game. And then at the very end, they go, he goes, oh, okay, I've wow, I've passed, I've like come top of my class. And they go, no, no, that was the battle. We just didn't tell you because we didn't want you to have oh. the empathy there. It's all a simulation, mate, and we all have this battle and all that ever happened was 
oil and gold was moved into different geographies, different regions, <laughs> yeah. and that's basically all that's been achieved the whole time. It's just a, a <laughs> arms struggle, and just uh, the gold's been shuffled into from different areas on on this rock, and we're like, that's all we've done. <laughs> that's all we achieved in all these fights. Do you know what I mean? Who's got yeah. access to the oil and the gold is pretty much the, all we fight about, right? Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. Like, how how is the current royals reflective of anything of the past like they've they're modernized anyway so like they're nothing like my idea of royal no that's why i don't have a problem with the royal family i think because it seems uh it seems like a fair trade it is a real sell your soul kind of situation you know what i mean like yeah you've you're you're the queen but it's hollow and at what price and you're scrutinized forever and well, definitely you, like all, all, all that stuff and it's not it's not real power it, it really it, when you break it down it is just sort of like a it's a big landlord situation where they go yeah we'll give you a couple of our castles and you can lease out the grounds and can you please pay us some money they know what they are they're a, the disney parade pluto mickey mouse Waving Princess Peach, waving as as uh, fat people eat, consume hot dogs, and yell and go like mm. the past still exists. Uh, it's not it's not in any real format. So effectively, what they are is uh, characters and actors, just for our own, so that we can feel that we haven't the past exists in some way, but it doesn't at all. Yeah, we haven't lost all connection. But I mean, man, you know it's fucked for them. Otherwise, Harry wouldn't have left. You know, like if it was great, they would. They, they wouldn't leave. 100% because, <laughs> dude, I realise I say 100% about 500 times. You've got to start editing it out, man. I'm going to add together the total number of percent and then we'll see how many percent you need uh, versus how many percent you need in your account to get back to where you were. <laughs> oh, mate, you know, I've, I actually thought about that and it was like, you were right. I, I don't know why I need, I was trying to buy a house for cash. I should have just got a rental. And live my life, man. Like, I didn't need it. Yeah, for someone who complains, uh, who has been complaining about how his year was stolen from him, you've not really uh, been living life at all, have you? I've never lived. And the thing is, <laughs> capital's irrelevant. It's like you start realizing that cash flows everything. You just have money each month. You get food. You stay somewhere. It's like I haven't been doing that. So it's been a big fuck up. Like, that's actually what life was. <laughs> I've been just worried about this number, getting it high enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you had something to protect uh, for your kids, do you think that maybe you wouldn't be so hard up against the royals? Because you'd be like, no, no, they should get to keep their wealth. No, I just, I just honestly, I, I, um, I just feel like they're Mickey Mouse characters. I find it so offensive to me as the idea. Sorry, that was a joke, man. I didn't mean to sting you. <laughs> I went, I went, I went serious. Hi, Josh here on behalf of Andrew Wolf. I refuse to work with a weak coward. That's why Andrew and I have agreed that if you can hunt him down and kill him, you will take over his half of Sure Thing, his stockbroking empire, week on, week off possession of two children, one fat, one regular, manic depression, and a room in his mum and dad's. It's King of the Hill rules, and everything's up for grabs, so sling a hatchet into the back of Wolfie's head and usurp his life from him today. I thought my, uh, what's his name? Uh, what was the dog? Pluto? It was Pluto, eh? Pluto. Yeah, yeah. Was that the dog from Disney? 
That is a dog from Disney. Yeah, well, like, how many times have I mentioned that? And the jokes never Yeah, worked. man, it was a crushing line every single time you said it, man. I think with repetition, it just gets better. <laughs> I have said it so many times. I get it. You know one of the names of the characters from Disney. Wow. The mascots. But they're basically, they, they are, to tie in my early idea. Say it again. They're the work. Say it again, baby. Say it for the back. They are <laughs> Jeff, the work mascot, at, Scott, at your, jog, uh, at your job for your own entertainment. Like, they, they, yeah. they, they serve that function. Well, we're leveraging off them, aren't we? Like, isn't that the thing? We've, we've taken these mighty rulers and we've turned them into our, our whipping boys. They are our entertainment. It's beautiful. Without people that elevate beyond the wage slave Thing, then no one would remain tr- true or faithful to it. People like having idols because idols mm. idols are the only motivation to stay in this bullshit. Like if, if there was no royal family and there were no people in Porsches and there was no pre- uh, people that were celebrities and Kardashians, then what the fuck is the point of all this? Everyone keeps their head down thinking one day they'll be a Kardashian. One day they'll be Andrew Forrest, exactly like me. Mm. Why, why do mm. you keep your nose to the grindstone? Well, if you didn't have a trophy at the end, and the trophy is people like the Queen and the royal family and fucking Trump and Clive Palmer and the fact that, oh, Ryan Hart gets to live well. And, I mean, if these people were stripped away, well, then no one's going into work, right? Because the thing that actually keeps you Mm. is deep in your ego, you think you'll one day potentially be that or you could be higher than other people. Well, private property, I think, has completely destroyed us because if you had to go back and press the start button again, would you go for... uh, guy in perth or would you not rather choose like polyamory fishing village where you just oh. wake up catch the fish bust your nuts oh mate repeat rinse repeat mate and 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 and, and uh like we're becoming like communists now like this shit shit oh, this, we you change your whole vibe we're like everything should be shit <laughs> yeah, you, it's a real weird it's a real weird move for the financial comedy podcast that you're screaming we need to redistribute the wealth <laughs> because you don't have any <laughs> i'm like all land should be free and we should share now guys we should be sharing better my position was liquidated so i really think it would be best if everyone's was liquidated <laughs> We need uh, basic minimum income and social welfare needs to be propped up, hey? We need to improve the health system. I've got to get one of my tooth fixed. I snapped it trying to get rich. I need better dental plan. We need, we need, look, we need to be more sharing now, guys. That's what we need. We need to be a more sharing, generous. They shouldn't be land ownership and they definitely shouldn't be people getting more than others. Okay, I've changed my tune. Man, how is your tooth doing, the one that you ground into chipping Mate, in your sleep? It's, it's a memory for me now because it's like a motivator. When I look in the mirror and I see this half-snap tooth like Jim Carrey in like some fucking dumb and dumber character, I'm like, yeah. well, that's a reminder that I, I need to either turn everything into communism or elevate and get on one of these pedestals. <laughs> like we need something. Something's got to change. Yeah, yeah. Man, I got a call from my dentist the other day uh, and to, they left a message and said, oh, hey, just following up. Like we had a plan for you to come and get your wisdom teeth out. So what's going on? I'm like, man, like your plan had a figure attached. Like what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. Like you're trying to hard sell me on the healthcare that I I feel like I probably deserve, you know, in the system that we have. But for so, why the fuck do dentists get to exist outside? Oh, everything but the mouth 
it's fair game. It's, oh, you feel oh. you hurt your toe, you fucked your head up, you feel sick in the brain, whatever it is, come on in. We'll patch you up. It's called Medicare. Oh, oh in, in the mouth where you talk and eat and have to yeah. perform most of your bodily functions. Sorry, we don't deal with that bit. That's for special people who went to special school and they need extra money. Oh, d- totally. And, and, and then the question is, it's like the mechanics bill. How many fuckheads have had their jaw realigned, tooth removed, braces? Braces are thrown out willy-nilly. Everyone's aware of Invisalign now, right? Like you wear these mini gum guards and they slowly move it. But every poor prick that hasn't hit puberty yet, their parents get steamrolled into fucking hooking up train tracks (laughs) for a few grand because the the, the idiot out in the suburban dental practice hasn't been checking up on the internet about big technological advancement. He's like, I've learned to put on the train tracks. We're doing the train tracks. It's three grand. I I think almost there isn't a kid that hasn't been hit up with uh, braces, even now. Even now, like, uh, my little boy, they haven't even looked at his teeth and I'm sure they're already uh, eyeing them off to be straightened with a three-year program that will you net them about uh, fifteen to $20,000 per... Or no, maybe not that much, but eight grand per kid. Oh, man. There must be, there must be dentists walking around uh, maternity wards just, just like, get, letting themselves in to the, the bit where they keep all the, all the babies, you know, that, that fucking staging area, and just individually going around and shoving all their thumbs and all their mouths. Oh, just <laughs> eyeing it off. And the thing is, that's why England's good. They don't, they don't fix your teeth. Imagine, like... Now that I don't fix my teeth anymore, this could bring down dentists. <laughs> You're just like, well, who cares? That's why you got a yeah. knife and fork. I don't need teeth to break up food. All I need is a tongue <laughs> to try and pull it down the throat hole. I'm like, teeth are uh, redundant. Yeah. I could buy three Nutribullets for the price of my wisdom teeth being removed. That's it. You get a Nutribullet and where I'm headed, I'm going to be giving gobbies on the street to try and make money. So <laughs> I'm going to make more money. <laughs> Once these teeth are gone, I'll be a big profit earner. Do doctors not make enough money? Because the top, uh, I did see an article, I found it again, but I saw this article the other day, uh, the top professions, and it's like neurosurgeon and then uh, like high-level anesthetists, and it just goes down. And then dental. Well, dental's not on there. That's what I'm saying, man. You know you know where I think the big the money makers are? The people slinging ADHD medication. Psychiatrists are fifth, man. But people putting grommets into kids' ears for swimming. Oh, he's got an ear infection. You need grommets. They put the little hole in there. It's yeah. about a four grand surgery. I would love some of these things to be reviewed and go, ha, ha, hang on. The, the ear infection was at 20%. This is bullshit, dude. Like, who's, who's regulating? You know, it's like the mechanics bill. How many fuckheads have grommets in there? that technically would that hold up under science? Like how bad was this ear infection? (laughs) Did you really need to insert, uh, manually insert a tube in there to let the air out? Do you know, like how many times was that justified and how many times was that to get a ski lodge? That's the question. Yeah, yeah. Well, I could understand if dentists were like the top earners, but they're not the top earners, man. They're way down on the list. Like they're not earning more than doctors. They're not, they're not better off. I'm certainly not fucking better off. Why are they not included on Medicare? It's infuriating. It's like when you, you get dismissive because we got YouTube and we're, you just dismiss whole professions. You're like, why do you need plumbing? I've got YouTube. I'll fix it myself. But, <laughs> but I'm actually, I'm wondering like how, how um, why, why, why is dentistry a separate industry it should yeah. just be part of medicine like as in within your skill be set because i'm like it's nerves and it's 
part of the body. They can fix bones. They fix joints. And then for some mm. random reason, the doctor's like, oh, teeth, they're too complicated. I'm like, dude, you, you put in pins and realign my shoulder. I'm pretty sure you can handle a fucking tooth extraction, right? It's not going to be too yeah, hard. Yeah, I know they have surgeons who work specifically on joints and specifically on different parts. But if you could do my shoulder, man, like the guy, I would trust the guy who did my shoulder. If he was like, hey, you got a couple of those was, I can probably take care of them while you're under. If he had said that to me in December, I would have been like, fucking go nuts, buddy. Well, the, how's this? How, how's this? Like, if you actually reflect on it, a neurosurgeon or someone that could do your brain or someone that could do full reconstructions of knees and stuff. And look, I'm lying because they're orthopedic surgeons. They're people that do do dentistry <laughs> surgery. <laughs> so, so, is it orthopedic? <laughs> that's probably the wrong term. But um, Orthodontist. Or. Yeah, orthodontist, that's it. Oh, there's orthodontist, which it does the braces, and oral surgeon, which is the surgery one, obviously. Orthopedic is joints and stuff. That's the shoulder guy. Yeah, I know, but and like, I knew why... it as soon as I said it. So I'm sorry if everyone now thinks that, obviously, I've made that COVID slur, well, don't, that lockdown don't was irrelevant. Don't talk I've already edited around this. <laughs> but you, you know what's interesting is, like, when you're running a GP, so what you just check snotty noses and do some uh, stitches, mm-hmm. Why wouldn't yeah, you like? Fucks. Why wouldn't you be cross purpose and learn like how to extract a tooth? That's the thing. It's like that's its own thing. You got to go to a special school to be a GP. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying to you. I'm saying to you. How good would it be if you could? What I want to go in is one place. I get my hair cut, my wisdom tooth taken out, and they also check my STIs. Like an old school barber. Yeah, and he's just he's like, oh, I'm trained in all of it. And I'll also fix your car if I want. He goes, I'm just in a, a jack of all trades. You come in. I can do a bit of everything. I can do haircuts and also teeth. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you know uh, what I'm saying is I'm saying yeah. when you imagine if you went in and got your teeth done and you also get your hair trimmed by the dental nurse as, as you're in there. Like she could. Yeah. That'd be sick. I mean, I don't know why when I went in for uh, my shoulder, I should have had an option to go, hey, my teeth are a bit fucky. Can you sort them yeah. out while I'm under, please? Bring, I don't care if you bring another guy in. But not only that, they won't do that. But if you want to go the oral surgeon, the only one that if, yeah. if you go to a dentist and they refer you to an oral surgeon, you would think, okay, well, surely this must be public. Like this must be covered under the healthcare system. It's fucking not me. No, of course they go not. into the hospital and they do it in the hospital well, and they fucking charge you from the hospital. Well, do you know what? You know, there's a massive risk when you go under general anesthetic. So you would have thought what happens, it's like a pit stop for a car, a Formula One. Yes. They put you under for sense. five hours, fix everything. I, I, I like circumcision. You fucking fix my shoulder. <laughs> I want my bunyip. Take it out. Haircuts. Spray tans. You come out feeling a million dollars. You got your teeth. You've had a fucking. Do you know what I mean? You've had a plastic surgery. Your nose reduced. I'm like, if I'm going under for five, get some shit done. Someone's working my shoulder. Someone should be working my knee. Someone else should be doing other stuff. I'm like, get the team in. Get the fucking team in and like. Go in, we go in there, you remove one tooth while you're under for your wisdom. I'm like, what the fuck? Do some thorough shit and work out what else is wrong with me. I probably got fucking skin cancer from my back that needs to come out. <laughs> Do you know, I'm fucking under. <laughs> Clean it up. I want a full touch up. Yeah. A full, full tune up. Like, like what they did with Formula One. They don't just go and change the tyres. Well, they actually do. I think that's all they do. <laughs> Often they do. But sometimes, sometimes they do other stuff as well, man. They put more fuel Mate, in. Imagine that. They give the guy a head rub. They change his helmet. Well, they think wax about him. this. Think about this. Dentist, you're in. They haircut and someone's giving you a massage as well. You put your face through that hole. That guy can lie underneath. <laughs> he, he's, he's, doing your, he's cleaning your teeth. Someone's giving you yeah. a back rub. 
and you're also getting your hair cut. Get some shit. Let's let's uh, multitask here, you fucking idiots. Let's get a few things done. They could at least do the entire head at once, you know? Even if you're going to section it off. Do the whole head. Yeah. Yeah, 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 man. It, 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 it drives me nuts as well. Like, in the UK, they're like this. You go into the GP, you're only allowed one question. Like, they're, they're only allowed to... What? They're only allowed to deal with one issue. So, I, I fucked up once and I think I had, like, pneumonia. I was really sick. And I opened and I said, oh, also, I've got a... A little rash here, um, just need you to look at it. And and he was like, oh, no, that's nothing. It's just uh, from masturbating or whatever the fuck. So, um, and then I go, but yeah. the real reason I've come in, and he was like, oh, sorry, uh, it's only one issue per thing. You have to schedule another appointment. I'm like, I've got pneumonia. And he was like, sorry, under our system, we, we if you've got more than one health complaint, they don't deal with the British health system. They don't deal with two issues and in one session with a GP. So how is that efficient? So I had to go home. I had to go and rebook for the next day to get like, I had bronchitis or some shit and I had to get that fixed because I fucked up and blew my load with the side issue. I was like, Oh yeah, my, my toenails (laughs) and grown. Can you have a look at that? But the main reason I'm here, I've got AIDS and they're like, well, we can't talk about that now. We, you have to book into the system again. But you know what I'm saying? How's that an idea and a policy not to just fucking do multiple things at once? Like, cause the idea, the load on the systems always, you're going to come back. So you might as well just get it all done in the one hit. If someone's come in there, fix as much as you can in that one session. Well, also, how's that How's that GP for being like the JB Hi-Fi troll where he goes, oh, sorry, man, we can't price match to Amazon. You're going to have to find it from another store, but, mate. You're like, I'm here. I'm here now. Tell me about my fucking pneumonia. It should be big alarm bells, someone that jaded that they, you know, what's the aim of a doctor? They're in charge of your cause life. Cause no harm. <laughs> cause no harm. And he actually doesn't care. He's like, no harm, yeah. he's like, mate. <laughs> I've got a book. I've got to squash it in 10 minutes. Fuck this. You know, I don't care if you die. Like, I don't know you. I don't know your name. Like, I don't even care. You're a number. You're booking 5.45 p.m. That's all I know you at. I don't really care. Was that a shock for you uh, going to the UK? I think it was a little bit for me going to Canada. And you go from somewhere like New Zealand or Australia to this huge system where you're so much more anonymous and people give so much less of a fuck and you're more of a fucking tadpole and way less of a frog. Yeah, totally. Because you know what the thing is? They, it happens all the time where they misdiagnose and miss things and it's like, what can you really do? When they just go, you go, oh, uh, is that, uh, is that, look all right like because i don't know about skin cancers you'll go like does that look like a melanoma is it bad yeah no it seems fine and then it's like what are you gonna do if it's not like there's no clawback on this system right you don't get a lawsuit and your parents end up with a fucking mansion it's just like do you know the the investment is so low if they misdiagnose what is actual comeback on that virtually none unless it Mm. happens a lot if unless this guy is like dude he's killed like 100 people this month we really need to fucking <laughs> fix this. But you could probably kill... Real amen. As a GP in the UK, you could probably kill like two people a year without any clawback. Like it'd be fine with a misdiagnosis. You could put in... Oh, yeah. Because it happens all the time in the hospitals where they, they fuck up with the dosages on drugs and just wipe someone. They just basically go, oh, what? You gave them 50 mils, it's 0.5 of a mil. And they're like, night, night, <laughs> just draw the curtains. And, go like, and then they always try lie. That's what I like, they cover up. They're like, oh no, it's heart. He didn't make it. And there's always the autopsy yeah. works out that he's got 
more fucking morphine in him than, than the entire <laughs> hospital ward. Someone had pumped in 4.6 litres into him in the drip. They thought it was sailing. Yeah, with the drip. <laughs> They're like, oh, oh shit. It, but, you know, no one... The, the only time these ever get investigated are generally on, like, these Today Tonight, these scandalous uh, shows, and it's normally because mm. someone directly working there, like uh, 60 Minutes had it with uh, this woman. It's, it's because one of their direct family members got screwed. They, they don't generally follow yeah. it up. Even banks or whatever, any sort of government service or anything, uh, I found in Canada, like you'd go in and where there would be leniency or uh, uh, understanding or a conversation, it, it is just, you are a number. Here is your number. What do you want? And you go, I want this. And they go, no. Yeah. And you go, oh, but what about these circumstances? And they go, don't care. Don't really know how to do that don't care mate it's like when you deal with the different sections in a bank or whatever and they're like sorry that's not my division i'm like hey i don't care about your divisions all i see is nab or whatever like uh you don't get to uh delegate you know what i mean they're buying so heavily mm. um into the that, that branding but you know what I, you know what i've been loving is um t- talking about challenging things is um when you challenge these ideas is I've been seeing people doing it to police on uh, TikTok and it's so funny because um, I saw a guy and they pulled him over and he started saying to the police, oh, um, have, you, have you been drinking today, sir? And like, the colleague's like, what? He's talking to the police officer. Have you been drinking today, sir? How many drinks did you have? And then the guy asked like sort of, can I have your driver's license and details? And he goes, can I have your driver's license and details? And then we'll do it. Like he flipped it all on him. And the guy was getting so angry because he, he you know what I mean? He, he would ask, how many drinks have you had? And, and then he'd ask the other colleague, how many drinks does Jeff, has he been drinking on the job? Can you please verify it? Like, do you know what I mean? That intrusive nature of a police interview, they were just flipping it back yeah. and asking the exact same questions back to them. And you could see how pissed off they got. And I'm like, yeah. That's how it feels. That's how it feels <laughs> when you ask really personal questions and you're effectively a stranger. It's really confronting, isn't it? Have you had uh, some kind of invasion or questioning of your uh, of your drinking recently, Wolfie? Is this- I've had once on the train and I, I heard from someone because it was rail inspectors that they didn't have the disclosure requirement that you had to give your name and address. So he came uh, up yeah. to me and I had been like riding free and thought I would always challenge this. So it was morning and I was in my suit going to Perth and the guy goes, mate, you don't have a ticket. Can you give me your name and address? And I said, um, you're railway police. You don't actually have the authority. I, I have no reason to disclose this to you. And he was like, don't be a dickhead, mate. Because, you know, they drop character. Don't be a fucking dickhead. Just give me your of name and address. Yeah. And I said, sorry, mate. Um, you're not a you're not a proper police officer like i'm gonna go to work now so i'm in the train and and other people in the train get more and more angry don't be a dickhead mate just fucking give them the dress you dickhead you're being fucking dickhead trying to be difficult fucking dickhead i'm like i don't have to give it i'm not going to give it to you i'm going to leave and go to work it's none of your business what my name is i have no interest in telling you and but then they they blocked my exit map and then they said, well, we can, we will detain you here until police come. And then I eventually had to give it up. But for most of the train, for about eight minutes of the train ride, I had this brewing mob 
which included all the Karens <laughs> on the train. Stop it! Stop being fucking rude! Change your attitude, mate! Change your attitude! And I was like, look, I'm not trying to be difficult here. I'm like, I'm just trying to work out whether they can, they can legally, as rail police, <laughs> that aren't actual cops, whether they're allowed to garner this information. I said, I don't think they are under the, the legislation. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying he doesn't need to know my name and I'm going to walk off without my parking fine and leave. And, um, yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work. I'm surprised that you let them keep you on the train. Well, the thing is they block you and then there's ticket people then there's more of them come. When you get off, there's four of them. And then you realise, well, it's going to be a physical altercation. Like, oh, I actually have to break through arms. And then I'm like, then technically I ha- probably have committed a crime because I've assaulted one to get through the pack. I don't think they're allowed to just keep you somewhere, though. That seems more illegal than anything else. Like, you could, surely you could have been like, yeah, get a cop here. I'll tell them my name. No, no worries. But until that point, you can't just keep me. Like, I am a... I, you can't hold me down. This is what I always find with like bouncers or anyone. You G them up and then they physically assault you. And then they're like, well, what he said to me. And I'm like, yeah, that's not a crime, mate. Like <laughs> yeah. I can say whatever I want to you. Like, do you know what I mean? And then they, they feel justified. <laughs> yeah. He said this and he said this and he said this. I'm like, you punched me in the head. You should do three years jail. Like it doesn't matter what I say to you. I could say the most horrific shit about Hitler and horrible shit to you, you shouldn't be able to actually punch me in the head. Like, that's actually the law, man. If you've got an issue, mm. ring, you know, you're a bouncer, ring the police and report me for a hate crime or saying something <laughs> toxic. There's no such thing as street justice, mate. Like, you're not allowed to punch someone in the mouth, like, because you didn't like what he said. I'm like, and, and then yeah. they weigh up the crimes. Like, even me trespassing in a nightclub is a much minor, it's a minor misdemeanor compared to an assault. An assault's a couple of years jail. Entry of a private premises is, I don't think you would go to jail for that. No, that's like you get trespassed. That's the first step. So I'm like, talk about an escalation. I'm like, it's like that classic thing where you get a home invader and then he runs and he's eight streets away and you're bashing his head in with a baseball bat. (laughs) And then you're like, I don't know why I'm going to jail. And I'm like, well... But to be honest, I, I always believe in the you should be able to do anything once someone enters your private property because the mere threat to have the balls to just break into a darkened house means that you can't imply that they were just there to get a TV or some money because that's insane. To arrive at someone's house in the middle of the night and there could be a mucking rugby player in there that could maul him to death means that he's a physical threat and potentially a death threat to you because the person that can climb into your window when you're in the house and they have no idea who you are is so dangerous that you should be able to kill them on site, in my opinion. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know how you could be uh, convicted for any wrongdoing when you're facing a threat like that. Should we start recording soon, man? Yeah, man. What Do you want to record? Yeah, I think we should probably start recording. Yeah, man, let's start it because I haven't been putting... <laughs> I've just been warming up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hot to go. Let's 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 go on to uh... picks of the week. What's this? Ep- what's this app been like? It's no thirteen. I think it's been good, man. Don't. If I'll fucking bash you to death, can't. Yeah, man. Well, look. So the 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 the, the hot tip of the week is that um, the hot tip is that you don't have to own property. You can rent and actually have a great setup. <laughs> 
That actually leads into my next question because my next question was going to be about your position and where you're trading at the moment. We've left it alone for a few episodes, but I'm curious. I've come back quite hard, but I'm still in very much recovery. But I've been, uh, I've been storming back. I only want to reveal it once I really feel that I've sort of steadied the ship. But it has improved drastically, and I have obviously had some good. good trades. Because uh, maybe not with the capital numbers that I used to, but like Nova has gone from 10 cents to 21 and then drifted back today. So, I mean, you do the sum. Did you have a decent amount in that? Well, I had what I had, but I'm saying to you, like, that's a straight double. So, I mean, like, mm -hmm. who's the bitch now, son? Like, I'm just fighting my way back up. You're still the, you're still the bitch until the money's back, I think. Yeah, man. but look, as a thing, we'll, we'll, <laughs> it's, um, we we see the the make you you see the 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 person when under stress like what what are you what you know, the metal of the man is uh, determined by uh, you know how they deal with uh, crisis so it's a very interesting yes. thing and we'll have the comeback and then obviously once I've elevated back we can talk about the numbers and I will have made uh, yes. a mockery of every wage slave listening to this because I would have made money completely meaningless <laughs> because. I will have basically pulled a rabbit out of the hat and re-conjured up net worth again and then made it just like, well, why would you work if you're able to do that? Like, how, how did you do that? You know what I mean? So that's what lies ahead of me, but it's still a heavy lifting exercise. But at the moment, yeah, at the moment it's very, it's uh, still dire straits and you refuse to talk about numbers. Well, man, the thing is I probably shouldn't have ever spoken about numbers. <laughs> No, the numbers are good, man. People love the numbers. They well, they want to know what the journey is like. They want these landmarks to touch. Because I had that um, quite a substantial hit because of the leverage position. And then I'm like, I don't, I know that everyone gets a big laugh out of it, but like, it's my life. <laughs> okay. It's my fucking reality. And um, I've got a family and kids, you know, not everything's for your entertainment. Yeah, but Wolfie, it, it, like it kind of is, you know? I've only got kids. I've actually only got kids. I don't have yeah, a family. Yeah, there's no family. <laughs> there's no family, yeah, man. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, I'm not going back into that at the moment. We already said. Yeah, I know you're not. That's fine. I was just, but I'm, I'm not, I don't even know. I'm not asking about your current position. Like, give me a dollar figure. I understand that it's an open wound. It's weeping, you know. You needs time to heal. It needs some of those uh, those leaves rubbed on it, you know, and a salve to be made so you could. Dude, I need to go into a good dentist, hairdresser, and get a full <laughs> tune-up. A tune-up. It needs a, you need a full tube of pawpaw cream on your on the big gash in your chest. Well, look, how about this? You will know that my circumstances change when my front tooth is fixed. Then you will know that. <laughs> a great indicator. Um, like, Do you know what I'm thinking about getting is a gold tooth? Oh, man, a gold tooth would be sick. Dude. I, I, I really want to get this, but it seems unreasonable. Is I'd love to get grills for my teeth. Oh, yeah, man. Love it said pussy money comedy oh mate that's what i want i just thought like do you know what not everyone that looks good ends up but how's a fat overweight uh stockbroker with one gold tooth that's so sick it's so oh, yeah, cool dude. it's so good and it would be <laughs> great, great for stand-up as well and it's actually cheaper like they 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 put in those and just go like you know what fuck it make it gold man like put in the fucking <laughs> copper or whatever the fuck and like just use the old fillings the the, the mercury it's probably not yeah, even yeah, gold yeah. just put mercury on it i don't care spray paint it spray paint it while it's in the mouth <laughs> i want one mercury tooth 
and just, you know, a ticking time bomb sitting there. A gilded smile. A gilded smile. For a gilded man. I just feel like a, <laughs> if your broker doesn't have one golden tooth, who the fuck are they? <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to know that you've been making actual trades again and you've got your feet wet and you're, you're going in there. I got, I exited high, a higher, but I got a 70% um, return on Nova which is pretty good going from where the wall, the back of, against the wall I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And then obviously I had Estorella, which is five cents to 25. I had a portion in that, so I made some money there. Do you know, like that's these are good, good trades. They um, are good trades, man. With a guy back to the wall to find a stock that went from five cents to 24 is pretty good going. Uh, despite the fact that now my credibility seems to be in tatters. And the, the reality is because this uh, p- podcast, whether I make money out of it or not or make the money I want, if I am to document Mesoblast and if in the annals of time it ends up becoming CSL, then no one can ever doubt uh, the call. It doesn't really matter if I make money on it because I've called it early. I've called it. Yeah, you're uh, the herald. thing. So I'm saying when, when, when people listen back to this in uh, 10 years and they're like, fuck, Miso Blast at $675, do you know what I mean? Then it's like, <laughs> eat my balls, fuckheads. That, he didn't even know at that time what was coming. All teeth were gold. People will say he was prophetic, but a terrible trader. He gambled his way out of the biggest play in history. <laughs> Either he was proth- prophetic or pr- pathetic. pathetic <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> Depending, if someone's got any speech impediment, he's pathetic. And I'll say, did you say prophetic? Yeah, no, no, pathetic, cunt. That's what I said. <laughs> Imagine if you did that. When everyone goes, you're pathetic. And I'm going, I know I'm prophetic. <laughs> I know I'm prophetic. But it has been a bit of a, a bit of a red day on the uh, on the sure thing um, Yahoo Finance portfolio. Why? No, I'm just saying that all the picks except for RMD and Nova are down today. It's just everything's in the red. Not by much. It's not problematic. I'm just saying it's been a bit of a red one, considering we've been rallying so hard. We've been rallying so hard. Well, it's well been... why don't you mention? Why don't you mention? The fact that um, Estorala, which I picked last week, is up so much like that—that that covers. Because well, we talked about that last shit. episode, it was up higher, man. It was huge. No, it wasn't. It was, it was fifteen cents when we spoke, and it hit it's fifteen 25. cents now. I know it hit twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm but, just saying yesterday. I'm um, the day. The day changes down a bit because. Uh, oh, yeah, may, the maybe, day changed, but I'm saying for their purposes, there was huge money on the table for these idiots. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, yeah. I'm you saying like maybe, yeah, the t- maybe the lineage of like, oh, there's delay. And this is why you have to sign up to the Patreon to be live, baby. But I'm saying <laughs> to you like the, 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 the mechanics of actually what happened for people is like, well, fucking what? I mean, I've been picking Nova since one and a half cents, three, and it's sitting at 20, 21 and now 18 or whatever. I'm like, well, is that not enough for you? Fucking hell, what do these people want? Like, find, find me any more, mate. Do you know the one that I've been interested in is Doe? It's crazy. D-O-U. What's D-O-U? I've have, I have it's a, a neo bank. It's like basically a bank where they use someone else's bank license to be a bank and they provide less of the services. It, it doesn't have any f- face-fronting thing. And it's like, 
it, it, everyone's sort of speculating it's like Afterpay, right? It's bank without the banking license. And it mm. will be a lot like Afterpay. Like Afterpay's never made a cent, but their customer base grew so astronomically that the gross rate mm. of customers was just magnified out into being almost as big as uh, National Australia Bank now, even though they haven't made one dime. And as, as we always say, like, man, it's pretty easy to um, sign people up but it's a lot harder to bank that fucking check. You can go through every suburb and sign every fucking deadbeat uh, domestic violence and pig up to Foxtel, but l- let's see them settle their bill at the three-month mark <laughs> when you keep sending letters through and they keep ripping them up and using them to light bin fires. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's, see how, let's see the credit worthy, worthiness of these customers. But it's all the, the thing with Afterpay, it's all backed by Visa. So, like... Do you know what I mean? Like that, it's it is actually insulated, so it's just this weird loophole business. It's actually quite smart. Well, it's sort of how a lot of these tech stocks are so speculative uh, because you look at something like Amazon, right, where they have they were unprofitable for so long and just spending so much money, but so attracting so much investment, and it becomes this behemoth, and it doesn't matter if they're not making anything because they. Or they have 99% of the market share. So as soon as they do figure out how to pivot and start churning yeah. through some cash, that, that the, the, uh, the potential revenue is so high. Well, that's that it. As long you, you, you almost have the tech stock's so hard to value, you almost have to, um, it's a bit like coronavirus, just cases, just <clears throat> monitor cases. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. you, you don't have to look at deaths or actual like completion. You just monitor how many people the cases of Corona. You monitor the number of customers in a tech. This thing. is where your anger comes from, man. About the coronavirus thing is you're like, why are we changing the metric? It's because before you used to be able to read a P and L and look at the revenue and look at the growth and go, okay, mm. well this is undervalued, this is overvalued. But now because of Facebook, you're looking at these stocks going, I don't know what this what's a data how many of the user data yeah. is good <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. but the thing the thing that the the trajectory that's always flawed is that technology is um replaceable very quickly so i know they get gather market share but how long did it take for instagram to to overrule facebook how long will it quick take for afterpay to be thwarted uh six uh, maybe 12 to 18 months someone with a, a slightly better platform will erode the entire customer base so as much as the wall builds there's a fake there's a fakeness in the metric because they that they, they say don't look at revenue look at customer growth but customer mm. growth is a fickle number and so yeah you've got you've got 2.8 billion of the 8 billion population signed up today but the moment the platform shows any error or there's a problem that drops to a hundred thousand in, in uh, 48 hours with millennials. Like, it's like Uber. Oh, Uber. Oh, we've, we've got all these things. Then Didi and these other ones come in. No one gives a fuck. It's, you know how long it takes to change from Afterpay to another platform? Do you know how long it takes to one move or Facebook? download. It takes yeah. the time to download one new app. That's what I'm saying. How long does it take for Instagram to be replaced? That could happen in under 24 hours. The entire customer base can deplenish because of a slight improvement in technology. So the same way the metric isn't valid, it also, is it a mirage? Theoretically it is. The fact is Facebook, you know what I mean? They've got this idea of clunky fucking uh, baby boomers that take two years to bail out. A neobank or an afterpay, basically they could lose 90% of their customer base in under two weeks. 
it's possible. That's because I think those stocks and those companies, it's not, it's not a, even about the potential uh, profit being realized. It's that they're overvalued because of the hype. And then people jump on going, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to ride this and I'm going to exit at a, find a good place to exit. And that's, that's all they're doing. It's just showing, it's showing up to the party, man. It's just showing up to the party and fucking raging it and trying to pick when the cops show up so you can get the fuck out. This is what DOU is. And it's like, um, I think it did, did it get maybe to a 200 mil market cap. It hasn't, it's got to deal with a bank. It hasn't even launched its product yet. So they don't even know if customers will want it. So what's the, what is their point of difference, man? Uh, nothing. They've got one deal with a big bank somewhere in the US. Yeah, but what do they do? I don't understand what they do. Neobank. So it's basically a bank without a face. Did you say neobank? Bank without a face. Ah, uh, it's, a, it's a digital bank. Okay. And it's called, but it's called Doe. A bank. How's this? A uh, bank. I found it. A bank without a banking license. <laughs> So it's basically yeah, like a fund without a AFSL. Do, do you know what you know what it effectively is? You go to National Australia Bank to deposit your money, and I say, "Let me cut out that line for you." I'm standing at the front with a backpack, like a a, a Deliveroo driver. I'm going to put your your uh, sh- put your saving, the money that you made, your till taking, into my backpack. And I'll bank it for you with National Australia Bank and I'll take a transactional fee. I don't have a license. There's less regulation on me. And they're like, oh, that sounds great. So you mean I don't have to wait my whole lunch bank to put the till takings in at National Australia Bank? uh, Yeah, put it in the Bank of Wolfie, which is a fucking (laughs) backpack out the front. And then I'll run it in for you on your behalf, sir. Well, this is a fucking (laughs) masterstroke. I love this business. I'm like, there's a guy that will line up for you at National Australia Bank and hold your cash for you. Well, that's going to be a fucking world idea. Everyone's going to love that. Just, just make sure until, until there's a bank run or any issue or until you actually ring up, where's that guy with the backpack? Wow, he's fucking bankrupt. He's gone. <laughs> it's like sure thing proprietary limited. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a workaround because uh, a banking license or an AFSL or someone auditing you or looking over you, one of these fucking uh, these clipboard mm. holders looking over your shoulder all the time is bad for business, man. It's bad for innovation. You should be able to create an instrument to gamble on the stock market. You should be able to create an instrument to gamble on, uh, on some racist being flowing out to a third world country. We don't even need to gamble anymore. <laughs> We can have the Pyramid Patreon. The Pyramid Patreon. Yeah, we've got the fun. And then what we do, you just list it. We list it. And, uh, you know, then there's a, a stacks on. If, uh, it's like no, we can't, if we li- no, we can't list it. If we list the pyramid scheme, then it's legally a pyramid scheme. If we don't list it and it's an honor system, no, no, I don't th- think they can arrest okay, us. Okay, and, and then all we do is create the tulips. <laughs> You've got to get in. It's the tulip fever. It's like if you yeah. get in right now, you can probably make two bill and they go, what do they do? And uh, well, what you do is you get a patch on a denim jacket, and there's a weird gang, and you sign up, and you get various titles, and it's and they're like, but why is that good? 
Well, it's good because I got on 300 people ago and I'm fucking killing it. And if you get on now and if you can trick another seven, you can kill it too. And eventually it'll collapse, but we'll have all uh, fucking funneled our money off and it'll just be the last portion of idiots, late arrivers that end up tanked where they're running around going, what do you mean you're all members? I'm like, everyone's a member now. Everyone's a member. And we're like, cash out, cash out. We've got 15 seconds to get your fucking assets out. We pull it. And then there's just... Uh, there's the bottom hanging, uh, bottom holding the, the, the barrel, a big bag, yeah. an empty nest. And uh, the, the reality is if you can create the hype, create the hype, we're early. There's only, there's only three people in the Patreon right now or five or whatever. <laughs> if you get on now, you're an early adopter. It's a neobank. We'll get more and more and more and more. And uh, <laughs> think how much money you'll make once there's 100,000 or a million or 10 million people in this uh, thing and you're taking such a big percentage clip. Have you had Sure Thing um, uh, authorised yet? Can we, how's, how are we going with that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done yeah. it yet, man. <laughs> okay. Have you spoken to the, to the to yeah, your man, boy? Yeah, man, I reached out. I've just got to... I've got to mull it over, dude. I'm I'm in a very trans. I'm transitioning at the moment. I hate this wild swing between you at one a.m. and you're like, mate, you're right, you're right. I know you're right. This is great. We're gonna do this. The fund's gonna be set up. Sure thing. Proprietary Limited. We're incorporating, baby. Get us on there. <laughs> Asic.gov.au. Press the button. Here we go. And then I wake up the next day. I'm like, hey man, did you call that guy? And you're like. Man, my life's in a hole. I don't know. Every day is a struggle. I can't breathe. I feel like I'm drowning and I'm trapped in a. I've been hoisted by my own Dude, retard. I just. <laughs> I definitely changed my mind because I was uh, eyeing off rentals. You're a fucking I, coward, man. I was eyeing off rentals and I thought, you know what? Labouring doesn't seem that bad, hey. Like, <laughs> I'm like, you have some drinks with the boys at lunch. We go and get a meat pie and then you just dig and you feel the salt of the earth through your hands and you know what, you rent somewhere that's not showy and you can walk to work and you just dig holes all day and I'm like, that's the, that's the dream. That's the dream now, man. It's all changed. The pyramid schemes and, uh, was a, a, a cheap ploy. Nah, nah, we might still do it. No, Wolfie's getting Wolfie's getting the fun set up. A sure thing, proprietary limited. It's happening. We just need to get authorized. A pyramid scheme's basically a card. I should never have got you on this fucking pyramid scheme, man. This is the worst thing I've done. <laughs> I'm saying a pyramid scheme's basically kiting, which is totally illegal. The whole idea yeah. doesn't work. What do you mean it doesn't work? It works. It just doesn't work for anyone else. Well, I'm saying kiting. Kiting is what um, Bertie Madoff did. He did a pyramid yeah, scheme. I know. It's a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's why it's illegal, man. <laughs> but we're doing it. Well, why are we calling uh, it a fucking pyramid scheme? On the, no, on the this, is one of, this is one of the three or four ideas that we've got. The, the legitimate one is incorporating. No, the no, illeg- no, no, the no. Patri- yes, it the, is, Wolfie. The Nutramedics pyramid one's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Well, the pyramid one's good, but that one exists outside of the law. Do you want to eat a regular frozen meal, but struggle just to keep enough gas in the car to gorge yourself on Ikea hot dogs? Are you sick of living in your mum and dad's? Dreaming of one day moving into a pre-furnished chair house room where you can spit at the mirror in peace? My name is Andrew Wolf, and there is no secret to wealth creation. No matter who you are, no matter where you came from, 
you too can achieve a near-livable wage in just a matter of months. All you need is a strategy. When I was years old, I made the decision not to strive, but to survive. At first, I didn't think a life like this was possible. But now I have a 2014 Hyundai i20 financed at a 2.9% comparison rate. If you don't have the guts to take Andrew Wolf's Straight Line Laboring System seminar, then how do you expect to make any money? If you want to move out of your mum and dad someday, have some guts and make the decision. There's nobody holding you back from a very basic version of the life of your dreams and nobody stopping you from becoming a laborer by day. Don't just sit at home. Lift with your back and help me move these bricks onto the pallet. The life of your dreams is just one seek.com.au out away. Also, I want us, I think we should set up a neobank. Like, I do like this idea. <laughs> because. How about you get us fucking authorized and then we'll figure out whether or not you can get MasterCard to back our, uh, our endeavors? Dude, I just feel like, look, rather bank with, like, uh, we'll just set up a bank. We set up a bank in the front and we, 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 we look, we're banking with Neo, uh, National Australia Bank, but you don't need to know that. What about a neobank, neobank? So we go to someone like Doe. Oh, and then, this mm, is unbelievable. That's the move, that's Do you know what the we, move Oh, 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 oh. Doe is a bank and we will bank with Doe. All right. Well, we're, look, we're everything, all your calls are good, man. Everything's up except your big, your one big uh, fucking, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, where you, fuck, what is that word I'm looking for? In sports. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah. Hail Mary failed, but everything else is in the green. Well, um, look, at the, uh, yeah, look, I, and uh, everything is actually all valid. The, the, this is the hilarious of, of it all. You're just bad at trading, man. It's just timing. My timing's been off. That's the only issue. Uh, I mean, yeah, and that's yeah. what's become apparent everywhere. I mean, there's not a, if you look at the track record, there's not one that hasn't hit. So, I mean, Meso is merely a timing issue. Mm-hmm. The reality mm-hmm. is, eventually, it will destroy. And uh, but I, w- I would of- like to call your attention back to when I liquidated an Ethereum uh, futures position, and you said to me with no sympathy, "It's all about timing." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know it is. I know it is. And I, I've I've ploughed millions into uh, into Meso Blast, and yeah. the truth is, I've reckon I've put in well over a million bucks into it over the last few years it's been one of the part of the losses and it's like yeah. um obviously someday i'll see miso blast buildings everywhere and i'll be sleeping in a sleeping bag and be very angry about it <laughs> because it's very unfair that someone that was so so forward like uh, you know like like i'm not trying to say i'm like that but it's it must have been like when you think of those uh, the, the the people that did a lot like like Picasso dying poor mm-hmm. and then be do so well yes but old but retardo <laughs> retardo retardo but I'm saying to you like do you know what I mean imagine uh, the thought of that like he was uh he he, he died everyone hated I him I know you will too, man. You will die retardo. No, I won't die retarded. I will... Um, Not retarded, retardo. I will live retardo. I'll actually be retardo in my own life. Because that's the, the thing with trading. I'll actually see the, the ideas come into fruition and yet I'll still be packing, packing boxes and I care. And just going like, you know what? It's a dollar a hot dog and that's fucking... You can live on that forever. It's one dollar a hot dog. 
we're gonna we're gonna go. Uh, Wolfie's incorporating. Keep your eye on Doe, and we'll be back with more Doe. No, don't touch. Don't touch Doe. Doe is fucking deadly. Like, do oh, not. Oh, we're touch shorting it. Doe. No, I'm not shorting it. I'm just saying it's a fucking. It's not the hot tip. I'm just saying it's a this very. This is not interesting... a peck, then, man. All right, there's no new pecks. The pecks are fucking. Can you? Someone please buy more brain chip and WGO to fucking rally the price up, so I can get out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Look, what what tips? I um, I I mean, obviously Nova looks strong, and then Estrella is the one to be tipped now. Fifteen ESR cents. ESR is your pick. ESR you like is my tip of the week. They okay. they've they're going to actually check the minerals. Uh, they, they've got that. Look, you're rushing me. You're rushing me now. Look, I gotta go, man. Okay, well, anyway, there's data coming out on what they actually drilled up, a bit more detail mm. on it, and the percentages will be very telling about what we got here, and I think they'll be very positive, so we'll see. Um, hopeful words from a hopeless man. Uh, Thank you, mate. <laughs> well, like, good luck at that gig if it, if it actually happens. Well, I'm going Fuck. to the gig which is full of people, so I'll have a nice time there. Mate, well, you know uh, what? Go to the gig that needs work. Work on your weaknesses, you ass. Go and fix well, that no, one. That's the need... old one. That one was so, has been sold out every week. It's uh, just, It doesn't make any sense. Um, anyway, unless, uh, I, unless I rang up with a bomb threat because I hate <laughs> you now. <laughs> <laughs> Leveraging your home. Margin personal loans. Hedged by put contracts. Holding 15 overexposed bad Positions, looming threat of liquidation. Everybody wants to 